patron of Entertainment Landfill. Go to patreon.com slash landfill for details. Entertainment Landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Entertainment Landfill. I am your host, the Jaystrom, and I don't do the show alone in my basement. No, I do it with Steve of the Pop Culture Zelda. Hey, what's happening? And Mulberry Bill, the Mulberry Historian. Hello. Hello, Bill. Hey, Hello. guys. I haven't talked to you guys for a while. How's it going, huh? Good. Good. Bill, you doing good? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I think I'm good. I know you've been really busy with school and stuff, so thank you for taking the time to do a show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And uh, I needed something to distract me since uh, I've got a big exam on Wednesday. We were supposed to have it this week, or a big exam on Monday. We were supposed to have it this week on Wednesday, and she uh, smartly realized that none of us knew what the hell we were doing and delayed it until Monday. I don't know what that's going to change, but... might be a little early for this uh i'll wait kind of a thing yeah yeah exactly but it's kind of par for the course with this program they just kind of throw shit at us and expect us to learn it ourselves and then uh uh whenever they kind of realize that we haven't learned it yet ourselves they delay the exam it's happened once or twice so far so how are you enjoying school? I mean, it's obviously a grind, but... Uh... I enjoy the camaraderie. There's some really great... I've made some really great people, great friends. Yeah, uh, the social aspect of it. Yeah, the social aspect's wonderful, but uh, the work aspect of it sucks balls. <laughs> yeah. It's just really... It's... Uh, I, I can't enjoy anything. My mind is always preoccupied. I still haven't figured out really how to... Uh, uh, kind of structure my time but uh it'll get there you know it's it's i've still got another year and uh then another degree after that so i'll figure it out eventually holy shit birds hopefully by then you have figured it out (laughs) yeah no shit wow so uh we've we're we're here we're gonna talk about uh some movies we've seen recently Mm -hmm. and other kind of stuff uh tv shows whatever Mm -hmm. you guys watching anything um, you know what I'm watching. No, I've been, I, oh, Steven's been watching binge watching Ed. Bella. Yeah, same here. In fact, last night we were pissed off that uh, we've caught up with all of them. Oh wow! So it's they're up to I think the last seat, the last episode of season three. The decision aired tonight. So uh, oh, nice. Yeah. 
I'm uh, about 33 episodes behind. I just watch an episode here and there. So Natalie hates Carol Vesey. She thinks that Carol Vesey is an awful, awful person. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're kind of right. She is a little bit awful. Uh, That's just the way they wrote her, man. You know, uh, there are some later on in the seasons, there's. It, it gets a little aggravating where they just, the writers just keep them apart, you know? And it also reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, Veronica Mars, uh, which was a great show, and I love watching that with Heather. And I know Natalie binge-watched that not too long ago. Yeah, she did. Ask her if um, this drove me nuts. It seemed like the writers would always do something to break Veronica and Logan up some arbitrary thing that would break them up again and then they would get back together and then they break up again and i would just be like oh come on you know it yeah. just drives me nuts <laughs> yeah i remember her going through that yeah it just uh sometimes it, the writers are like well we can't give everybody what they want we gotta listen what else? The, the, the ross and rachel will they won't they yeah or yeah i'll never or... forget on um Hot pants and Hawkeye. I'll never forget yeah. when this happened on uh, <laughs> Friends. Remember when Rachel realized that Ross was in love with her and she realized she loved him. She goes to the airport as he's coming home from, what was it, Paris or something? Japan. Japan. Yes. And yeah. he shows up and she's like standing there. She's going to run up and tell him and China. he's got a girl with him. Yeah. And everyone's like, uh, that's like one of those things where the writers are like, F you viewers. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that the British girl? Yeah, it might've no, been. No, no. He was going to be in. No, was it was the, the little, the, the oh, Chinese was, girl. It was a little Asian girl. And then later it was a different girl he was engaged to, wasn't it? Uh, I can't, but anyway, it's been so long. It just felt like the writers the British were like, one was like his boss's niece or something. Yeah, but what I'm what I my whole point is I'm, that it feels like writers are like, well, we can't let them have what they want, so yeah. let's give a big f you to the viewers, you know? Yeah, they would. There were episodes that were a little uh, irritating, and then they started doing that with Warren Cheswick and Carol's sister. Uh, wow, I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah, Carol's sister. Uh, I can't remember her name, but that that was just going it. on in just, the cup, past it. couple episodes. Yeah, just they just uh, introduced her. For me, I just saw that episode. What or is the, it the wedding known, episode? Is it an actress you can remember from other no. things? Or I was, no? Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen her. Uh, you know, she kind of rem- reminds me of like a almost like an Amy Dolan's kind of a look to her. I thought she kind of looked like uh, um, uh, what you call it. Uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Yes, Kate Hudson. Yeah. She looks a lot like Kate Hudson. Okay, maybe I'll remember. Do you guys still roll your eyes whenever uh, the Up channel drops out the word heck? Yeah. Something like that? It's been really bad in season three because they're a little more loose with uh, the the language. And... It's happening they more often. Dropping it out over yeah, and over. Ass is over dropped again. constantly. Yeah, definitely ass. I just love that heck, a word that you say in place of hell, like yeah. it's not a bad word. Heck is not a bad word. It's not even a real word. It's a replacement word. Yeah. It'd be like if somebody said, what the fudge? And they go, oh, you got to cut that out. We know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, you, well, it's funny though because it, they're advertising the hell out of the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so they're going to air probably 
one of the world's most violent <laughs> films. Oh, it's going to be edited what? to hell. Yeah. Oh, well, do you think they'll edit it, or are they oh, just going to? They will. Okay. Yeah, All it's right. The beginning of like when the bad stuff happens, and then it just cuts to the end. It's going to end up being fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The movie, <laughs> the movie is two hours of brutal torture. Well, before, I, I'm not even up to that point, the Easter commercials, because I'm in back in Valentine's Day. Where yeah. they go, oh, uh, so love comes to charming or something? You no, know, it's like love comes to Valentine. Valentine, uh, yes. I knew it was movie. one of those things. Yeah, an all-new movie on Up. And I every time I see it, I go, no one is going to watch this movie. No one's heard of it. No one cares. And they're advertising the, the Christ and Grace Unplugged. Oh, but what about there's a uh, another commercial for a growing up Bates? It's yeah. like this stupid <laughs> family that no one gives a shit about, and a it's camera like the following new creepy them creepy Duggars. Yeah, yeah, no one gives a shit well, the, about these people. Well, now they're doing the uh, small town big sheriff. <laughs> oh yeah, like, or who, big mayor. What small are town these big shows? mayor? What are and there's they? another one like growing. Is it growing up McGee? And it's like it's a it's a black family with six kids. So it's like, hey, look at us. We're diverse. <laughs> I just love, though. We're that- totally not just all white Anglo-Saxon Protestant TV. I just love that somebody says, what the heck? And then they drop the sound out because it's like, oh, God, that would be really offensive if somebody heard the word heck. One of the worst television stations ever. It really is. They have they have one of our favorite shows ever, and they're the only ones airing it. It's a freaking nightmare. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll catch little bits of Gilmore Girl that'll Gilmore Girls that'll be tacked onto the end of Ed and be just shocked that people watch that show. Is it season three of Ed where all of a sudden t- Tom Cavanaugh's hair is like just out of control? Yes, because yeah. I was looking at him in last night, going, "What is up with his hair?" <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden it, it looks. At first, I was thinking it was. It looked a little bit like a wig. It looked like Andrew McCarthy's wig at the end of Pretty in Pink. <laughs> it's like, like he decided to do kind of a Caesar cut with the brush forward look or something yeah. and it just it, somebody need to go no this isn't working tom we gotta use the hair thickener uh, yeah. you know try you know make it look thicker or something but his hair looks normal now what? it he wasn't going bald he tried no no i know style. but i'm just saying but they were yeah. trying to thicken or maybe they were trying to make it look darker or something i but, thought they were trying to make him look younger but he just made him look like a hobo right <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it could be the bizarre. case too bill <laughs> but i mean it's it's funny like rewatching chuck like every season of that show his hair looked Weird and and it looks very strange on Heroes. <laughs> yeah, it just I, oh, I didn't even watch that. Oh, I don't that think could. anyone did, Bill. <laughs> I try. I did. You finish it? I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I was like, I they started stacking up, and you know, once a show starts stacking up under DVR, it's kind of like I don't know. I know man. that's why you give me a heck about heck. <laughs> Steve, uh, somebody's been watching uh, watching language, Steven, with that the H E C K word. Okay, um, very offensive. About not watching Chuck because I had like sixty ads built up, and my my DVR is <laughs> getting real slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like getting I, cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with ads because Natalie last night was like, "Are you are you deleting them?" And I was like, "No, I've every single one of them is still on there," and I think. It's taken up almost half the room on the DVR. Well, and I'm just like, what do I, what do I do with them? Do I keep them? Do I, you know, do I hope that maybe one day it comes out on DVD so we I can hear Jackass to. in its entirety? <laughs> yeah, we like I've been deleting them because as I watch them. them because I tell myself 
I don't want to keep these censored versions of the show. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And so that, and also, I need the DVR space. <laughs> it's in the yeah. I need DVR. I need the DVR space so Natalie can record more Tiny House Nation. Or uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just <laughs> that's awful. There's one of those tiny or fixer upper. I like the show. I hate Tiny House Hunters or Tiny. What is it called? House Hunters. But it's Tiny House Hunters. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand that show. But I hate everyone on any House Hunter show. Yeah, because they're always like, well, I don't really like this counter. It's like, you can replace the counter, you stupid I don't like. I don't like the color of these walls. Yeah, oh, this, this wallpaper is horrible. You can replace the wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't paint walls. But Just there's a show work. on DIY called... Uh, Tiny house, big world, or some shit like that, and that one I actually like. It's pretty interesting. It, Tiny was, house, big world. Is that with the little people? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's on Earth TV. <laughs> it's called. It's. I'm not that's getting little the title. women a- L.A. <laughs> I'm not getting the name right, but it's like this couple who built a tiny house, like on the first episode, and then every other episode they visit somebody else. And some people are really. I can get behind the people in the tiny house. Who are like, yeah, and you know, we have enough room for our flat screen here, and I got it wired up where my Mac has Wi-Fi, and all, and I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, I get this. But other people are like, yeah, I shit in a bucket over there, and, uh, <laughs> and this uh, is my composting toilet. Yeah, it's just like empty it every day. And you can tell as they're talking about their house that they have horrid bo because they don't oh, bathe. Like I have no running water, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the people who are practical. They make a tiny house, but it has plumbing. It's got a shower. It's got electricity, preferably solar power. And they actually watch television. Because, you know, a lot of these people on these shows, I don't know if you've noticed, Bill, where Pretend they Pretend to be TV haters. They remodel a, a, a home and there's no television in the house at all. Well, Every like time I a- see one where there's actually a TV that shows up in the house, I'm happy. Like, yeah, oh, so like, these are real people. Yeah, yeah. They're well, it's kind of like uh, you've seen them remodel houses <laughs> here in fake. Texas and uh, on those shows. First thing they do is come in and rip out every ceiling fan. It's like... It's like, dude, it's like 110 degrees no. out here in the country, <laughs> and, and, and there's you know, no circulation in the house. Or sometimes they'll be, well, we're going to do this. It's like, you're not taking my ceiling fans. Yeah, well, yeah. You, can, you can put in one that matches the decor, but there's got to be a ceiling fan. Yeah, but here. you know the, the decorators hate them, yeah, but it's yeah. like... You're here. No, you're not taking my well, stuff. Yeah, they think they're tacky. It's like I, don't I never understood that. What's what's tacky about being comfortable? I don't. I mean, there are tacky ceiling fans, but there's also yeah. really nice ones. Put a nice one in. Put one. There was a really in. nice one on Fixer Upper not long ago. It looked like uh, the wings of an airplane or something. I was yep. like, oh, that's nice. Make one out of. Barn but if you watch wood. those remodel shows, some of them ones the the women don't like them. It's, oh yeah. Uh, Oh, I don't like no, that at all. One bit. <laughs> I don't like that. Where did that accent come from? I don't know. I'm just uh, one of them country boys. This is, this is Southern I House to have my sailing fans. I just, I just picture like dad. a creepy, creepy guy <laughs> leaning on the wall outside of Home Depot, and he's yeah. like, you got you project? Going on over <laughs> to your house. I can dig uh, you a hole. I got a tractor. 
You sure you got a pretty wife right there? <laughs> I, like, okay, gonna, I swear I thought you were going to say you got a pretty mouth. You sure you got a pretty mouth on you? You need help putting in that ceiling fan? <laughs> it's like, what are you laughing about, creepo? It's a new DIY show, Hillbilly Hookup. <laughs> oh. First I redo your house, then I have sex with you. Oh my God. I got a DVR. That's, That's only it. if you like it. Against your will. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. It's, it's awful. Too far. It's, getting, it's getting weird, guys. I don't know what happened. Um, I Last week, Bosch, uh, season two, Bill, uh, hit Amazon, and Heather and I binged it. It's awesome. It's better. It's even better than season one. It's I never watched uh, season one. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I watched the pilot. Went. I really like this. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like it. Uh, it's a really cool cast. It's got people from The Wire on it. You know, you know right away, I'm going to like it. But Titus Welliver is excellent, and I want to read a Bosch book by Michael Connolly. And you know, he also uh, created The Lincoln Lawyer. And, oh, okay, yeah. And I've never seen the film, The Lincoln Lawyer, but I even heard that he even crosses over Bosch and The Lincoln Lawyer, whatever his character's name is, Smart. In, in certain books. So that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I, I'd like, I'm going to at least read the first book because I got an email from Amazon saying, because of Bosch being out, it's $3 off any Bosch book. And I'm like, ooh, $3? <laughs> you big spenders, you guys. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'll probably check out the first book. I'm jealous that Bosch gets a TV series and Jack Reacher gets half-assed movies. And, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, why don't they make a Jack Reacher TV series? They could, wouldn't it, they could, each season could be one book. They could stretch it out over a season, you know, mm-hmm. 10 episodes or something. Couldn't you see that happening? Absolutely. In fact, it would – all almost all the books I've enjoyed, then they could easily turn them into entire seasons. That's, I mean, hell, they're up to like 21 books, so that's 21 seasons of TV. Yeah, hell yeah. Season two of Bosch, from what I read, was two books, like, uh, morphed together. And oh, okay. They could do that, too. Like, a Jack Reacher, like, okay, let's take this book and this book, because he's in this place, and... Yeah. Or something like that. But they did a smart thing in Bosch, where they have, they don't just have him, his character, they have his family... They also have the other cops and stuff, and they really balance everything really well in the second season. And I'm really digging it, or I really dug it. That's the one thing about uh, binging a show is uh, once it's over, it's like, well, uh, that's it for a year, I guess, until they make more. How many seasons of Ed were there? Uh, four. four. Four? Okay. The last season, 17 episodes. That yeah, was. and I think the third season's only 22, as opposed to like 24. I, they're all 22, aren't they? Are they? I didn't look. I just yeah, assumed. It's, uh, yeah, it's a typical uh, season order, I think, on those. Okay. Yeah, um, I, was, I was sick that weekend. You wanted to do a show when I was sick. And I I think all day, all night, I sat and watched all the ads. Is that, okay, nice. Steven, feel better, man. Faker. I know he's not sick. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> But this Friday, uh, Daredevil season two. You did watch the first season of Daredevil, right, Bill? Yeah, that was that was something else. Season two is hit today, and I didn't watch any of it. 
And uh, I'm waiting to watch it with Heather. Because basically, I don't know if you guys remember, season one last year, I got I watched like the first six episodes by myself. And then I was like, oh, Heather wanted to watch this with me. so uh, And then I just started it over the next day and rewatched the first six and then kept going. But uh, I figured tomorrow I'm just going to eat breakfast and, okay, let's do it. Hit play. And let's binge watch the shit out of this with, uh, you know, it's going to have the Punisher in it. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, and it uh, John Barenthal. So I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Holy shit, the Punisher! It's him! <laughs> oh my god, I hope somebody says that, don't you? And Holy I really, shit, I, God, I hope that they get a Dolph Lundgren cameo. Holy shit, the Punisher! It's him! <laughs> Holy shit! Speaking of Dolph Lundgren, have you guys seen the trailer to Kindergarten Cop Two? Yeah, I actually no. haven't watched it, but I saw oh that god. it exists. How does it look, Bill? That's painful. That's, uh, I don't even know. It, well, it's Kindergarten Cop with Dolph Lundgren and Bill Bellamy. Oh, so, excellent. I don't, I don't know where they dug Bill Bellamy up from, but, uh, he's in there. Oh, <laughs> what is Dolph Lundgren doing? <laughs> Paycheck. He's interacting woodenly with children. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Pieces, asshole. I love Dolph Lundgren. He's awesome, though. He is. He's a, he's a smart man. Yes. Bring the space gun. We're out of here. I wish they made an I Come in Peace too. That's what I want. Does anybody really want that? Hell yeah! With that CD gun. This Dude, time, Brian Ben Ben needs it. This time, it's a Blu-ray gun. <laughs> you gotta expand, right? <laughs> Uh, Got to upgrade that technology. Come on, God, answer me. For years, I'm asking you why. Why are the innocent dead and the guilty alive? Don't start playing the new season of Daredevil. This is the beginning of Daredevil. Have you already said to the world, "Here is justice. Here is punishment." waterfall noise behind me that makes you have to pee yeah <laughs> he's in the sewer that's what's oh. funny is uh that oh. see the way that movie begins is it's in the sewer and the camera punisher go- meets the ninja turtles and of course in the sewer it's like a friggin' walkway it's like you know plenty of space to move in your shit and live there uh next to the ninja turtles but uh the camera is slowly going through the sewer and then it comes up on him and he's totally naked, like meditating. And it's kind of like, Oh, Whoa, what the hell, man? <laughs> I didn't know I was going to see man ass. This is a comic book movie. What's going on here? And then it's all deal for, downhill from there. But uh, hopefully we'll get some of that in the uh, daredevil season two. Right. Steven. Yes. Oh, John Bernthal ass. Yeah. <laughs> John Bernthal ass. Oh, another thing I wanted to announce officially on the show. I have. You're pregnant? I have. Yes, I'm pregnant. I deleted uh, the Walking Dead season pass and I'm no longer watching this show. And I realized that. Good work. If the show's just not. The show's not written the way I want it to be, so I might as well just not watch it anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. it just annoys the shit out of me, right? It's never going to be what I want it to be, so. And as I post on Facebook, I hate all of... It's just like Game of Thrones, too. 
I hate all the stories or whatever about the show. Mm-hmm. I can't stand seeing article after article about. I don't, uh, you know, just if I'm going to mix Walking Dead and uh, Game of Thrones together, it's like I don't give a shit if Jon Snow's dead or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you read about it all the time. You know? Did you see that somebody even posted like a screenshot of the trailer and they're like. Look at this blurry figure in the background in this battle scene. Looks like Jon Snow. Yeah, just wait till the friggin' show premieres, man. And it's just like uh, everyone's talking about Negan when he shows up. By the way, worst character name I've ever heard. Who the hell is ever named Negan? Am I right? Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's horrible. But, you know, all the articles are like, He's going to be one of the top ten bad guys in television history. Go F yourself, okay? <laughs> no, he's not. Shut up. You know, just let us watch the show. But That's the case, point where I got to the comic books and gave up. Because I was like, this guy, this is a terribly imagined character. Oh, and one article was, Bill, because apparently in the comic book he uses a lot of F-bombs where it's yeah. shocking. People are like, how are they going to do Negan? He can't use the F-word on TV. It's just like, that's what you're worried about? Not that this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah, and w- <laughs> why wouldn't they handle it the same way that they do for, say, the magicians on sci-fi, where they just, you know, bleep the word? Yeah, they could do. That's what I loved about uh, Breaking Bad. They bleeped bad words, and then when you watch it on Netflix, the f bombs back in the show, and it's fantastic. You know, yeah, they actually thought ahead. Like, hey, people are going to watch this on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. And you Let's... can unrate it there. Yeah, I love that. And they uh, recently they did it on an episode of uh, Better Call Saul, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that they did that. Uh, just like Up TV does with Ed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. One day I can't wait to listen to Ed, to watch Ed with all the F-bombs back in it. <laughs> you know that Phil Stubbs? He's dropping Phil Stubbs F-bombs had a mouth on him. Left and right. You know what was great was Maybe. last night we watched the episode with uh, Christopher Lloyd shooting the movie in the bowling alley. Yeah. I remember Mike that Winslow. And Mike constantly trying to get michael winslow to do the machine gun sound <laughs> i was i was in tears laughing that show is so can be so goddamn funny it really can i love it um but uh yeah anyway i've given up the walking dead uh maybe one day i'll watch i'll be like you know what i'm gonna watch the final Six seasons on Netflix or something. <laughs> because Final I never seasons. watched the um, last season. I never watched the finale. And I never caught up to this season. I keep reading about stuff. Oh, man, Carl lost his eye. That was messed up. Or, yeah, everybody in the town died. Or the that lady. No one's eye is safe. <laughs> yeah, that lady <laughs> and all of her sons died. Her, both her sons died yeah. or whatever. And you've watched that episode. Yeah. Was it completely ridiculous? Yeah, the the one kid who was afraid it freezes, w- winds up freezing and yeah. s- talking. And that just tragic. But also, like, I heard that uh, versus they could have, you know, it's like you're not ready for this. Go that way. It's safe that way. Well, wouldn't no, you? I want to do it. A kid that age, would you pick up, cover his mouth, and just run with him or whatever? I just shoot or him that right would take there. So much <laughs> <thought>. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. What about I? I saw. I had to look. This is when I still have it recorded. Had it recorded before I deleted it. But uh, I wanted to see um, Daryl shoot a bunch of bikers with an RPG, <laughs> and they all blow up in one single explosion where it's like disintegration. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched Thank it, and I was like, "Yeah, that does look horrible." Okay, I'm deleting. I just. So their budget is lacking. No, they have. Uh, that's. I, the, I think their budget. Is it? I don't know what I it like is, but the, you know they're making money hand over the, fist. The other that. two were like ten feet away. Nothing happens to them except they're going. My ears! Yeah. What? Oh, the CGI! <laughs> I've got it CGI singes all over me. Um, I got CGI. Well, no, they got used real guts, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they I, they splurged for the real guts. Yeah. I I just. No, the I, episode before last was the one that kind of turned me. I'm like, Ugh. are you getting tired? Well, the, the main. I, want, the main, I don't want the, to talk about it. I mean, but well, I, yeah, I hate having. That's another thing. I hate bitching about it all the time. But the whole dilemma of Bill, or do we kill other people, right. or do we let them live, or are we safe if we let them live? I don't care about that dilemma at all. I don't care mm-hmm. anymore. They keep repeating it. Yeah. Have them Dawn of the Dead Part Two or Dawn of the Dead Part Two, the second <laughs> George Romero movie, Dawn of the Dead. They have that great part where they're living in the mall, right? And right. then all the bikers show up and ruin it by letting them back in, and they're trying to ransacking the place. Um, and nobody in that, I or at least any of the main characters, are like, "Oh God, should I shoot at these bikers? I, they're human beings, or whatever." <laughs> I don't know what I should do. You know, it's like, no, shoot at them. Get rid yeah. of them or whatever. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so, guys, next week, Batman v Superman comes out. Oh, really? Yeah, next Friday. No. Wow, Jesus. I know. It seems like it was far away, like a year away, and all of a sudden it's a week away. Oh, but, uh, by the way, we are, we are going to talk about Cloverfield here in a second. But I just wanted to um, – I'm, you know, of course, we're going to go see Batman, Batman v, Superman. v Superman. Can we just call it Batman or – what do we call it? Superman? Superman. Uh, BVS? Superman 2? BVS. Yeah, BVS, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally excited about Wonder Woman because I liked Gal Gadot. Is that her name? From the Fast and the Furious movies, I, wasn't so, she on? She was on a talk show the other night, and it's like Gadot, Gal Gadot. I thought it was yeah, Gadot, it, like waiting for Gadot. Yeah, you would, <laughs> yeah, you would think, but it's like a hard T. Oh, she's great though. I can't wait to see her as Wonder Woman. She's uh, fantastic. And <laughs> no, Bill is like she's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, good looking, <laughs> Wonder Woman. All right, it's creepy. Stop I like you. your bracelets. I want you to tie me up, and I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> what is going Get on? Your invisible lasso wrapped you got around your magic me. Magic lasso, huh? <laughs> show you my magic lasso. Oh, Steven, oh. come on! It's more of a whip. <laughs> good Lord, man! <laughs> well, what does that mean, Bill? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> can't answer <laughs> <laughs> all right so yes i i'm i'm excited for that you know i'm i've basically we're so bombarded with trailers here and there and you can either be excited right now i'm in the mindset kind of like cloverfield or whatever because that kind of stuck up on us 
when it's yeah. a week till the movie, that's when I start getting excited because I know it's in sight, you know? Right. But if it's a year away, it's just like, oh, that looks interesting. Oh, I'll check back with it later, you know? Um, it's hard to get really excited about it when you know it's so far away. I mean, you can at least, you almost like put it on the back shelf, like, okay, I'm going to get excited about this later on. <laughs> you know? Is it strange that I'm really not excited about Batman versus Superman? Like, no, there's just something so. about it that it's not striking that chord. I just, like, it, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Zack Snyder. I personally do. And no, I, I think he's fantastic. We liked Man of Steel. I yeah. can't wait for the visuals. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that new trailer with Batman, like, pummeling guys. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, that was pretty great. That was. That's going to be pretty wicked, man. Pretty awesome, Steven. Pretty Yo, good stuff bro. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'm changing characters. <laughs> went hick to surfer. Mm-hmm. Is that what hick, that is? Hick surfer. Do, do surfer hick. Yeah, man. Pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane with no spoilers. Can we do that? No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be that's rough. I love the way the movie, nobody knew it existed a month ago. Right. Like that trailer. I think hit. that was the greatest thing about it. Yeah. And, uh, okay, let's say this much, because this is like a warning to people who want to see it who haven't seen it yet. It has nothing to do with Cloverfield, the first movie. Or no. It does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I know. It's got, Stop it. I've read about little Easter egg things, like there's a Kelvin gas station, like in Super 8, and Kelvin, yeah. we know, is worked into every. Not just J.J. Abrams films that he's directed, but also Bad Robot stuff. So, um, Also, I never saw it, but apparently there's a slush show somewhere in the movie. Did you ever see it? I didn't see that. Um, and, you know, I even heard some people talking on the radio, like, and then there is a major, like, if you pay attention, there is a connection to Cloverfield. And I was like, well, what was it? And they never told me. And the only thing I could think of is... Uh, a mentioning on the radio of the Eastern Seaboard, and okay. that that could be. It. But there's no like blatant like right, Cloverfield right. stuff. Like we don't see the creature or anything like that. I'm not. I'm just trying to prepare people. Ten Cloverfield Lane is its own thing. It's like think of it as an it's anthology. Like, build like you said, the Twilight Zone. Each yeah, uh, it's like a stories. Cloverfield but, is just a name. Anthology this. title is just yeah, yeah yeah. Like if they make another Cloverfield movie, like uh, with Cloverfield in the name, it may not have anything to do with the second movie, but we know it'll involve. Some kind of crazy scenario with possibly a creature of some kind or something like that. But it's really about some... That's one thing that I thought was great about this film is it's really not about a creature, you know? Right. Like Cloverfield, the first film, is basically like... Hey, well, what if Godzilla attacked Manhattan, but it's from a different point of view it, of handheld mm -hmm. cameras or it something? It is and it isn't about... A creature, because you don't know. That's the suspense of it. Are you it's about, about the monster movie? inside. Yeah. No, I mean the first movie. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. The first Cloverfield is about the monster yes. and them getting out of the, the city. The second movie is about other things, which, you know, I've read that it actually was a different script. Then Bad Robot bought it, and then they were like, we could do this with it, and they change it. So Yeah, it the writer, they brought on the writer of... Um 
Uh, Whiplash. Uh, yeah, Whiplash. And from what I understand, some people made it sound like, yeah, they had a finished movie. Then, uh, then Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams, he like bought it and he's like, no, let's chop off the ending and put a new ending, man, where it's just like Cloverfield. It's like, no, 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 that, that's not what happened. It was in the script stage when they changed stuff, is from what I believe, you know? Yeah. But whenever you're like that movie speculation, you got to talk in a voice like that, Steven. Yeah, or man. talk like Harry Knowles. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, you know, this, isn't this wonderful? This is wonderful. <laughs> I remember when my dad took me to see the original Cloverfield. <laughs> did you see that quote I did about <laughs> going to a punk rock club in Austin back in the 90s? I was there for the whole punk movement when it began. It's like, my dad uh, fit right in because he has uh, dirty fingernails. <laughs> the punk movement didn't begin in the 90s. <laughs> It's just, it's just so funny. I don't know if he even realizes he's writing stuff like no. that. You know, it'd be like my dad took me to see the Clash in 1992. Yeah, it's be like uh, you guys. You know, we all saw Ten Cloverfield Lane, but I actually visited the Bad Robot Studios and got to meet J.J. Abrams, and I visited the set. Did you guys get to do that? He even showed what? me. I now in my basement. <laughs> I have the barrel of acid from the film. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, okay, first of all, the cast, there are basically three characters in this movie, and they're all fantastic. It's a great acting film, like acting chops type of thing. And Yeah, it's a, it's a stage play. Yeah, this it really is. This could have been done on a stage in New York, and it would have gotten just as, just been as, as good as it was on screen. Yeah, and it's... I mean, dude, there's some good jumps in the movie. I jumped several times. Oh, God, I think, yes. I think, I think they got time, me really good twice. The first, uh, okay, there, there's a car crash earlier in the film, that, early in the film, and it's so freaking loud that everyone that in the, the theater, show. yeah, everyone in the theater is like, oh, my God, <laughs> and they're all, everybody's talking all of a sudden in the movie because they're talking about how much it scared the shit out of them, you know? Yeah. And then the hush kind of dies back down and everyone's quiet again, but there's moments in that where it just jars everybody in the theater. I like, did want to smack a couple of those teenagers. Yeah. We had a whole row of... Uh, kids probably like sophomores in high school yeah we had a girl in front of us who was on snapchat the entire time and i wanted to throw what the hell is snapchat by the way bill because i hear that term a lot what is it it's basically just kind of like a, a an interactive instagram Twitter. kind of a thing you know you can follow people and send goofy videos i think the biggest thing with snapchat is it has the abilities to do like face swaps and all kinds of goofy stuff. I can, I'm too old for it, honestly. So I, were they, like, but, taking pictures of the screen and sending them to somebody? Yeah, like, this girl's like, front... I remember she's, like, writing on it, like, front row seats! And I was just like, you're in Zanesville, Ohio, in a <laughs> shitty Cinemark. You know, maybe if you were somewhere a little more prestigious, I could understand. But you got front row seats because that's all there was. Yeah. You know what? It didn't look like the theater was going to be filled, but it filled up pretty good yeah. as it got closer to the film. Yeah, same here. We always try to get there like an hour early, at least an hour, you know. Yeah. I was more like 50 minutes early or something, but it started uh, filling up pretty fast. And Any more, I, I have to, if, I'm gonna, if we're going to go to the movies, because we like to go to this one particular screen, they uh, assign the seats. So whenever you buy the tickets, you choose your seats. Oh, I hate so that. it's amazing to just be able to pick your seat, get the ones you like, and then arrive whenever the hell you please. Yeah, and it, when we saw Zootopia, 
we got there an hour early. I think it was there was a six thirty showing, but we we're going to like the seven twenty. But we got mm-hmm. we were there like at six twenty, like an hour early. So I'm standing in line to buy tickets, and the family in front of me they got like three kids. They're like, uh, "Yeah, five tickets to the six thirty of Zootopia, ma'am. That's sold out." What? It's sold out? It's like you're ten minutes early from the movie. Yeah. It's not early. It just enough. opened. Haven't we? Have, what? <sighs> people really don't learn. No. How do they no. not know in this day and age? You get much earlier. You know, especially a child's a kid's movie that's opening night. Yeah, it was. I we already knew that it's or even opening weekend. A big hit movie when we were going. You know, this was like a Sunday. You know. But people are clueless. They got stuff going on, I guess. But by the way, I thought Zootopia was fantastic. It really was fantastic. I they covered a lot of uh, very pertinent social issues, uh, especially that's going on right now, in a really in a really amazing way. Yeah, um, the, it was so imaginative, and like the the animation was fantastic, and just it had so much heart, and the whole traveling to Zootopia that whole sequence was amazing I thought yeah it was beautiful and it was, a, it was a really good song too I was like oh and then I figured out it was written by that Sia who's uh, a really uh, really good writer and I was I was impressed by it I, what does Sia look like Bill I I don't know she's <laughs> uh, she's mysterious she's like the unknown comic she's gonna she, have she, yeah, she wears a bag on her head <laughs> she wears a paper bag on her head <laughs> But by the way, okay, back to Cloverfield. Only Chuck Barris knows what she looks like. <laughs> uh, John Goodman was fantastic in this film. If he doesn't get an Oscar nomination, uh, there's something wrong with the world. Well, I started thinking about times he's been frightening before in a film, and Barton Fink. He's he starts out like this sweet kind of kind man, and then he turns into a monster. And then where you think, if you've ever seen Barton Fink, do you remember yeah. that at the end? Where is he the devil? You know, he's really scary. And yeah. he has this capacity to be a kind, gentle, large man to menacing, frightening, <laughs> terrifying guy, you know. And they were, he does a great job in the movie with that where it's like, dude, what the hell, you know. And he does the same turn in O'Brother. Where art thou? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, when he's kind of robs him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's another film like uh, Revenge of the Nerds. He's good in that too, Stephen. Oh yeah, you know yeah. when you were a baby and you're crib. <laughs> I had, but you had, but one. I oh, don't okay, I don't have it memorized. But anyway, you do too. Yeah, I do. But uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually rolled my eyes in the opening credits when I saw Bear McCreary did the music. I was like, oh come on. Oh but, no. But he did a great job with the music in the movie. I thought it was, the music was pretty fantastic. It was like one of the characters in the film. Yeah, it didn't really call it didn't call attention to itself, but it 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 was uh it was good and it was it was a part of the film. It was good enough that it blended right in and you it it played with your emotions and your your anxieties and it was it was really well done. Oh, man, if I do this thing where I lean forward in this chair, it starts to sink down. I need Oh, to... because it uh, it hits the, the little button on top of the uh, hydraulic. Uh, it, well, it'll uh, keep. Now I'm slowly sinking down like I'm in yeah. quicksand. You need a new um, a new chair. lifter difter. <laughs> I need to, like, drill a fucking bolt. <laughs> the the friggin' pipe. It drives me crazy. God damn it. 
Oh, son of a bitch. I would go, man, I went through so many chair parts when I was like 700 pounds. There was a guy on eBay that knew me by name because I would constantly have to replace that uh, that lift or the base to the chair itself. Instead of just buying new chairs, I would buy the parts. <laughs> yeah, I need to uh, – I've read different things where you can actually put an attachment on where it won't happen. One thing that, about this film, I love that I didn't know anything going into it. I yeah. actually love that about film. You know, we can debate about spoilers. Does it really ruin anything? But think about if you would have known entirely what the film is about and how it ended before you saw it. Was it with a name where you anticipating a Cloverfield connection to the... Yeah, I, I knew that at the end is when we would get some kind of reveal. I knew that. So, uh, when it happens though, it's so great where it's like, what the hell is going on? This is a different and, movie now. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's I, like, we knew we were going to get a reveal, but what kind of reveal? Yeah. What is it going to be like? And I, I love secrecy. I like not knowing shit. And I think it works better on a film like this, not having been told everything. And I think it had a fantastic trailer where they, you know, it's like, I think we're alone now. And uh, it starts getting more menacing. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. It's good stuff. And the movie can be creepy and stuff. And Mary Elizabeth Weinstead was fantastic in it. Yeah, she was. She did a really good job. Um, that uh, vulnerability, but still strong. And I, I thought the guy that played Emmett was particularly good. Yeah. Just because you really... you. There was a certain amount of uh, empathy you had for the character, and you got really attached to him. I love that um, the way the set the they're basically in an underground bunker, and the way the you kind of get a feel for the the layout of it. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's a part where she has to crawl in the vent and go to a different part, and I thought that was really cool to see this other moment. It kind of reminded me of like a video game where you find clues and stuff, right? And uh, it yeah, and you I, find that one spot that has all the loot. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, recently I played that game Firewatch on the PS4, where you're like exploring. You like, or you have a job as a Firewatch guy in a tower in a uh, national park, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you start investigating things and walking around places and finding clues and stuff. And I just love that kind of storytelling where there's long takes of no dialogue and there's just, you know, there's just the music and the actor and, you know, you're in a closed in space. I don't know about you, but that whole scene in the van, I was like, yeah, you have no idea what's going to happen. Like, dude, is there some kind of boggling in there or something? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Like, there's going to be some kind of creature or something jammed up in something. It's going to be like, Whoa! And but you know, Boogan! but that doesn't happen at all. But that what's great about the movie is you have no idea if there's something like that or not. A ghoulie, yeah, a ghoulie in the toilet, <laughs> which never happens in, in, the movie. in that creepy toilet shower stall. Yeah, yeah. and it never happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there should have been a creature in the toilet to make up for ghoulies because you know, the chopped off, you know. You're, did you ever hear about that? About the in Cloverfield, the Statue of Liberty head gets ripped off, right? And it's actually there in the movie. 
And what was it? Escape from New York, Bill, where that doesn't happen. It's like on the yeah. poster that the head is sitting there. Yeah. It's like, that didn't happen in the movie, and you feel ripped off, so they did it in Cloverfield. But the only thing that 10 Cloverfield Lane was missing was someone yelling, It's a lion! It's a lion! <laughs> so do you say it's a lion or it's alive? <laughs> it's both! It's a lion and it's, it's a lion! It's an alive lion! lion. <laughs> it's a living lion! It's a living lion! <laughs> and it's really big, man! I'm scared. But uh, how long has it been since you've seen Cloverfield? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Cloverfield. Really, a really, really long time because Natalie and I were going to watch it the other night and I couldn't even find it. We're like, we got to prepare for the sequel, man. Do I have this on Blu-ray or HD DVD? Like how long ago? What's yeah. that movie? I have it on Blu-ray, and I remember there's a feature on the disc where you can see on a map of New York in the corner where the Cloverfield monster is all during the movie. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. I'm going to watch a movie like that. And it's totally distracting because you're just watching like, okay, I see where he is right here. And I felt really ripped off because he will be, the dot will be way on the other side of the map and the characters are here. And I'm like, oh, he's nowhere near there. But the part where they're crossing the bridge, the dot just kind of disappeared and reappeared right there. And I was like, oh, they cheated. That's not a real time map. And I felt so ripped off. It's not really where the monster is. It's some guy making the Blu-ray who just threw that shit in there. (laughs) He's just making shit up. Yeah, you're just making shit up, man. I feel totally ripped off. But uh, really, I don't want to spoil anything about 10 Cloverfield Lane. I I really think everyone should see it. I think it's a really good movie. At first, when the movie's over, it's kind of like, what the the hell did I just watch? (laughs) Yeah. But then you realize, you know what? I didn't need the Cloverfield monster in this. It was good enough without it. And if you go in knowing the Cloverfield monster is not in the movie, you're going to be fine. I was talking to a girl at school who went to see it after I after class. It was the beginning of class one day, and said that I'd went to see it, and then it was really good. And she she's like, I, I don't know what she expect. I think she expected a slasher film because she was like, because her complaint. I I can't even say it without you know spoiling anything, so I won't. But still, it's like some people. I don't I don't quite understand how they can't be intellectual enough to understand that it's not what they're not supposed to get what they want sort of a thing with this film. You know what my, the most hated comment I ever read anywhere on anything. And it drives me nuts is it was slow. I hate that. It's like, how impatient do you have to be, you know, to call something slow or it was boring. It's like, that's your problem. Not the, did somebody say that about it? Um, no, I'm just talking about random oh, okay. things. Okay, I was, was going to say, damn, that movie was, it moved at a click. Like, I. Yeah. I said, but I just mean, it's like. Slow a, was called suspense, you always see that criticism of things on uh, on films or television shows or whatever. <laughs> like, people, there are people who said that Sopranos was boring all the time. Nothing happens on this show. And it's just like, what? Are you not watching the same show I am? Or, you know, just stuff like that. Those people are assholes, right? Yeah. yeah. That's basically it. That yeah. sums it up pretty pretty succinctly. Did you guys see any Easter eggs in the movie? Get anything? No, the only That's thing I noticed oh. was Kelvin at the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
but that was it. Is but I wasn't really looking for them. Like I didn't. I was so invested in it that right. That's what I wasn't. I, I wasn't looking for it. It's the only moment I noticed anything like that was that that opening because it holds that shot for like four seconds. Well, let me ask you this, and just ignore oh that sound God, in the background. <laughs> um, Steven, the poor dog. And <laughs> eh, she's fine. She takes allergy pills that I always call a cl- placebo. And I'm like, she's not any different. What is it doing to her? <laughs> you know, I was, you know, I've talked about this before, but I have to go up there and get the pills every couple of weeks. Go get Gotta her. Gotta go get my pills. Go my get dog her. pills. Yeah, her dog pills. And they have all dog places are filled with heartworm propaganda. How your dog is going <laughs> yes. to die of heartworms. And they even have a model of like a plastic model. And it looks like the heart from uh, the, uh, what, what's the Guillermo del Toro vi- vampire show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the strain. The, yeah, it looks like the strain with the, the heartworm. Heart. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, it's all like the, whoever owns the heartworm pills factory. What are these dogs eating to get the heartworms? Is a billionaire, isn't he? <laughs> All I know is those things are freaking expensive to the point yeah. where I don't think I've gotten them for Webster for probably a year. Well, yeah, because they're I, like 40 bucks a pop. Yeah, I've kind of I think I've talked about it before. What I do is I buy the 6-month supply and I give it to her every 2 months instead of <laughs> one every month. I think growing up, we never gave our dog any heartworm medications. No, we, no. none of vampire. our dogs. <laughs> none of our dogs. Oh, Stephen, it's going around now. Heartworms is crazy. That stuff. Will I don't have you. a dog now, so <laughs> the Zika virus will get him too. <laughs> you get a dog with a shrunken head. <laughs> <laughs> she knows we're talking about her. She's like, "Why? Why would he do? Talking about my head." The worst thing is when she's burrowed under the blankets. I'm not kidding. It's no big deal. You know, a beagle sleeps with you in bed. That's awesome. Four in the morning. <laughs> it wakes is, me up. is it like wet? It wakes me up every time. And she has to stand up in the bed so the blankets are being pulled off you. And she's <laughs> coming towards the edge of the bed. Going, <laughs> and then she stands over the edge and she's just like... <laughs> And I'm like, God, make it stop! I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you imagine if that was, that's how you were woken up out of like a, a dead sleep, a bad dream or something. Like in your dream, you're hearing... <laughs> and I just... You know, like, I oh my God, so, what's happening to me? Slash I feel so bad for her because what if, you know, I had to do that? Of course, I know how to blow my nose and she doesn't. But <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have opposable thumbs. Like, here's some Kleenex, go blow your nose or something. It doesn't work like that. Take some Mucinex. <laughs> but I, I say it all the time. I love baby, and um, but I will say it like, why do we have a dog again? Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but poor thing, you poor thing. She's been like this for so long, though. It's like, can I just stick a vacuum in there and suck all the stuff Get one out? of those little baby ones for the babies. She's yeah. a little plunger. Gross. Doggy, doggy mucinex. I have a weak constitution. Snot and anything like that. No, I just I get <laughs> nauseous immediately. Heather has to handle that. So anyway, well, thank God she doesn't have anal glands. Oh, she does. Well, oh, I don't. Scott, do oh, ooh. the the dog place does that. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, I've I've seen Natalie do that to August, and Nuh-uh. I'm just like, nope, nope. You watch it happen. 
Well, I've seen it happen. It's not like I actively watch it. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> like okay. hey, wait, you're going to express them anal glands? <laughs> let, let me get me some get, popcorn. Let me get my red camera. Let me, <laughs> let me yeah. Let me let me <laughs> let me get a drink and uh, my, settle down for the evening. This my four K camera. Let me capture this. Yeah, now, I got my Red Dragon. Bill, are you excited at all about VR, virtual reality? God, I'm so excited. I just wish I had more money. <laughs> I know. Would you rather have? I mean, they just announced that PlayStation VR. What is it going to be three ninety nine for that? Yeah, and they said you need the P- the PlayStation camera for it to work properly. It's well, so- I got that whenever I got my PlayStation Four, so I'm not worried. But I think I, I think the one. full bundle's five hundred. <laughs> yeah, that no, that's too much, man. That's a lot of cash. I really, I'll have to wait a year until it goes down to in price, unless yeah. there's some kind of app, there's some kind of game where you watch it, and I'm like, oh my god. I must have this, you know, but I, I'm, I could only play it alone. Cause I would be so paranoid that somebody would come up and kick me in the balls while I got the thing on my head. <laughs> oh! You're going to have to like, who put, did that? You're going to have to put a lock on the door or in the room or yeah. so that there's only one person in there. I know with that HTC Vive, 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 is it? Vive. I thought it was, is it Hive? Hive? Yeah. Vive? I thought it was V-I-V-E. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. But I know they said with that, you have to have a clear room. Like, you can't just set this thing up in your living room. Oh, really? Because there's, there's like, there's the issues now of uh, people falling or, or they're going to, uh, like, in the game, like, going to rest on a table that's in the game and end up falling face first into the floor or something. Oh, my God. So, you're, basically, your body's fooled and you start actually physically moving in the room? Yeah. You're, you're, like, I would just want to be sitting still, but, like, okay, I need to stand up or well, something. Well, there's, there's games for it that require you stand up. I I was reading uh, Polygon had reviews of the launch games for the Oculus Rift, and they were saying certain things about them, like that game Adrift, where you're in a spacesuit in space, and like they said it's really claustrophobic. But they said it's also uh, like you you can have this kind of experience where like whoa I'm in space, but then if you pay I'm in space if you pay too close attention to outer space outside the window. It's a, it kind of looks like shit. Like it needs to be more refined graphics where it actually looks like outer space. Instead, you notice it's not that realistic and it pulls you out of the illusion. Oh, okay. You know? um, but they, there was this one game they talked about that I thought was hilarious. Let me find what it is. Because they're oh, it's called Albino Lullaby. It's like you're in a haunted house and the game is very disorienting. And they felt immediately nauseous playing it because it kind of plays with reality and stuff, and you just feel like you want to hurl while playing it. <laughs> so it plays. With, is it like? Does it involve what's around you, like like augmented virtual reality kind of a thing? It says of all the games I tried during my six or so hours in virtual reality, Albino Lullaby was the only one that made me feel sick, immensely sick. It's rated as intense. In terms of comfort levels, but that still didn't prepare me for the wave of hot and cold flashes mixed with nausea that hit me about five minutes in. Holy shit. Yeah, 
developer Ape Law dropped its surreal first-person PC game into the virtual reality of Oculus Rift with a control system that seemed to be causing the motion sickness. While players can freely look around, the game relies on classic two-stick controls to move. That means Uh it's essentially treating your body like a tank. The controls move your body while you can look in any direction. The end result is a disconnect from the way people really move, and that hit me hard. I found that if I turned my head as I turned my body, it reduced the feeling, but I, it still left me feeling woozy. So I guess if your body... If, if you're walking forward and turn your head to look to the side or something that seems unnatural. Yeah, if the movement in the game is unnatural, like to your brain, it will start to make you kind of sick and kind of off kilter or something. Or- or like you don't you don't look up as you're walking, but you're in looking at the augmented or the rea- the virtual reality stuff. Right. There is this okay. other one. It's a space shooter where you're in the cockpit of a ship and shooting things. And they said that was pretty amazing because you're looking around, you see the ships coming, and you're shooting at them. I can see how that would be really cool. You don't have to run around or move your legs or you know in the game. You're just sitting down, and I can see that that would be more immersive. I know with uh, uh, with the HTC unit, they actually have the controllers, like the, the wands that uh-huh. come with the unit. But for some reason, Oculus didn't finalize their design for their controllers or have them produced enough to release with the actual unit. So you have to use an Xbox controller. Yeah. So I don't is, – is that what he's talking about? Like the, the sticks – Using must, the yeah, it must be okay. But I, I think you. I mean, it depends on how much. Like you, when you're in virtual reality, would you prefer to have gloves where you actually see your own hands in the game? That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be awesome. Like you could reach out and be like, "Whoa, dude, man, I see my hands" or whatever. But or you can just hold a con- game controller. You know. Mm-hmm. There's one that they said was actually uh, that was pretty funny. Let me see if I can find that. It's a mountain climbing VR game. And basically you're climbing, uh, like, you know, a sheer cliff or whatever. Oh my God. All you see is one hand, other hand, just climbing up and you can look to the left or right and see your environment. And it was like, it's pretty cool. At one point you can see like a waterfall kind of in your peripheral vision, but that's about it. (laughs) And I was like, this doesn't sound like a good idea for a game, does it? No. A mountain climbing game. I think I... God, of all the... There's so many... I haven't really read into it uh, of the games that are coming out or are out. Uh, so I don't really have a, an idea. But I've seen a couple. Like with the HTC one, there's one where, where you're almost like a... Like you're in a, like a, a room where you just get like a wave after wave of enemies coming after you, and you have to like switch between swords and guns. And I mean, it looks amazing. I I really desperately want. I mean, I remember in the '90s, or was it the late '80s or the early '90s, whenever the first round of virtual reality came out. Yeah, uh, and it was awful. It was like. I remember going to a place in the mall that had it, and it was like $20 for 10 minutes uh, of the worst kind of blocky, crappy virtual reality you've ever seen. And it's taken you know, close to 30 years for it to finally catch up or for the technology to finally you know, get a little more uh, refined. Yeah. 
and I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. If I, if I, you know, if I was, uh, I maybe not. I'm just trying to think like if I was uh, single and 700 pounds, I would probably already have them. <laughs> like I would, I would already have the the Vive or the Vive or the Vuve or the whatever. But uh, but now it's now it's just like I how can how can you justify eight hundred dollars for that? And then on top of it, you've got it's got at least two thousand dollars for a computer. Oh yeah, you know because you've got to have a computer that's powerful enough to run it, and that. I just I can't. Hopefully, you know, the, as the technology progresses, maybe it'll get cheaper. But yeah, they even I'm, have the. I'm kind, desperate to try it. They have the kind like the new Samsung phone where you can put your phone in it and play VR games like that. Yeah, I bought a Google Cardboard for my iPhone, and it's you know it, it it's fine. It's not. It's nothing. It's not amazing. immersive though, because you just have to hold it to your face. Exactly. Right? It's a pain in the ass. It's more of just looking around to see what it's like. You yeah, know. I saw yeah. there's a new GoPro camera type thing that records in 360, mm-hmm. and so I mean, you you hold well, after yeah, you film your make, video, you put it you know put it in one of those Google boxes. Yeah, people can make YouTube video or and you doing can, that now, where you can look around in the YouTube video or whatever. You, yeah. Which is kind of neat. Those kind of things are neat. Like, one was like touring a zoo or something, which is kind of neat, but then it's just like, I just go to the zoo in real life. Uh, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, the other one, like, there's uh, a zoo, or there's a museum. Yeah. You know, it's just bland shit. I think a live concert might be neat if the sound is just as surround. You know, it's like you're totally immersed. You know, yeah. you're. Like almost like you're there. Like whoever's there has the camera and they're witnessing the concert too. That might be pretty cool. And like a concert nowadays, you could watch it in VR on somebody else's phone inside the VR performance. Because that seems to be every concert I've gone to within the past six months is <laughs> I think I've seen most of the concert from somebody else's phone holding it up in front of me. Yeah. There, but some of these launch games on the Oculus Rift seem pretty cool. There's one called Eagle Flight, where you're from the eagle's point of view flying around Paris. That sounds pretty cool. Ooh, I want to f- fly around Paris. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes, Paris. Oh, oh. That sounds pretty cool. And some look like kind of like okay, and some are one called Radial G. I think that was the cockpit one. Looks pretty cool. There's actually several space ones, and I, I honestly think the first one I try would be a space simulator, you know, or not a simulator, but you know, sh- dog fighting, shooting other ships and stuff. Because that's what I've always wanted to do since a little kid, you know, be in a space battle or something. Awesome. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of reminded me of uh, Ernie Klein's Armada. Yeah, I guess it's getting close to that, you know. Ready Player One. I mean, what was cool about Ready Player One is he envisioned like people going to school in virtual reality. Right. You know, instead of a public school, you're going to a virtual reality school, learning things, and that would be, you know, it could be a wonderful educational tool. And then there's the whole thing of, but how, you know, you're disconnecting from reality. And mm-hmm. at first, it seems real neat, but I could see how that's one of the things in Ready Player One. What it's about is. 
you spend way too much of your life in a virtual world instead of the real one. And what will that do to society? I mean, it's kind of silly to think about that right now because it's just beginning and it's too expensive. But 10 years from now, I honestly think everybody's going to have virtual reality, you know? I mean, for Christ's sakes, like phones now, like there's a couple of phones that will come with virtual reality goggles with the phones and you just put your phone in it and you watch them. But pretty soon it'll, they won't be expensive anymore. It won't be a new adoptive technology. It'll be something everyone has. Uh, and it'll be very, I can see how it could be very easy to get sucked into that, you know, cause mm-hmm. people get addicted to video games without the virtual reality goggles, you know, anyway, yeah. or even MMOs. And, you know, Bill, I posted a link to this, uh, it's like this, um, the, a social network. Okay. It's a, you know, virtual reality social network. And I forget what it was called, but you can go in and talk to people like you, me and Stevie can sit around a campfire in a virtual woods Setting. or something and just talk to each other. And, or we could sit in outer space and talk, which come on, that's I what would be. I want to sit in outer space and talk. Yeah. It would be pretty cool because we're on the phone on our headsets or whatever. So we can talk in here. One thing I want to know is how. How do you keep from getting texts every five minutes or get emails and distracting you? have to have a setting to turn off to do that. Yeah, would you put it in airplane mode or something? I'm sure there will be a setting just like on Xbox Live where you can turn the settings off if you're watching a movie or... My wife, where the hell have you been? You're not answering your Yeah, or your significant other wants to contact you. Yeah, the only one you'd have set would be like a 911, you know, type emergency (laughs) of... Somebody calls. A box pop up with her face in it. What are you doing? Uh oh, sorry. McFly! <laughs> McFly! You're fired! You're fired! I'm fired! Fired? What is Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers doing in this movie? <laughs> it totally takes me out of the film. <laughs> He's got really bad old makeup on his face. Oh, God. Hey, McFly! So are you in? What are they talking about? I've seen the movie a million times. Something illegal. Yeah, something illegal that's not really flushed out. But he has to, for some reason, they need his card. I'm in needles. (laughs) Needles. That part, is that part well thought out in the film? No. Is any part of Back to the Future 2 well thought out? (laughs) Let's be honest here. Yeah, I got to be careful. That's Emma's favorite one. But yeah, virtual reality, it's something to be excited about, but also, you know, something to be feared. Yes. I, (laughs) what will be cool. Here's what I want us to do our show in a virtual reality world. Sitting on a campfire. Our listeners are there too, watching us and we're doing the show with them there in a virtual reality. One of the coolest things ever, Bill, do Do you remember? It is a virtual reality talk show type thing. (laughs) We have our own virtual talk show. (laughs) Bill, do you remember when we watched uh, Mystery Science Theater on the Xbox 360? God, yes. That was the best. And Swiley was there. And And Laura fell asleep and started snoring. Yeah. It was awesome. And you could see our little figure and they're in the audience and that was like a such a cool thing that that was amazing i was so sad when they took that away and we still have no explanation why they did it but no they just 
Yeah, you could go and watch a Netflix movie together. Steven, you could be at your house. Bill could be at his house. I could be at mine. We're all on headsets, and we're all watching the movie at the same time. It's totally cool. You know? Or you could play Mortal Kombat with a kid in Vietnam. I mean, it's awesome. It's technology. It's amazing. It's amazing. But they took that away. But maybe in virtual reality, we could do it again. Right? Well, I know that uh, it would be even cooler because with virtual reality, you know, you can, uh, I don't know the size of the screen that can be simulated, yeah. but it'd be a whole lot bigger than anything we could have in our homes. That's, that's another thing. Like if we, if you watched a film in virtual reality, how immersive would that be? Totally nothing to distract you. You certainly couldn't look down at your phone. <laughs> nope. And I was, I'm wondering how like a 3D film would work in virtual reality. Oh, I know that would be, that would be something might scare the shit out of you, depending on what the film is. Uh, Let me just, how often are you in a film watching a movie in a theater and you see just in your peripheral vision, someone looking at their phone and the glow comes on in your vision and multiple times. Why do people have to... Uh, let me see what time it is during this movie. Oh, okay. That really... What if is it that was that bad, thing? why are you in here? Yeah, well... Let me just see what time it is. Oh, okay. Well, let me text home and tell him I'm still watching the movie. <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, shit, I missed it. Oh, well. I, I'll see it when it's on HBO or something. Oh, I'm going to play some... Uh, Candy Crush. Real quick. Oh man, I'm, I need I need to get my Candy Crush on. That's the funniest <laughs> thing is during during lecture, uh, I'll be sitting in class and then all of a sudden I'll see somebody playing Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they totally can't uh, wait. So hey guys, we've got some voicemail. You guys want to check it out? Yeah. yeah. All right, our, we've got two voicemails. We've got an Adam Sexton and we've got a Rick Lidster. Let's wow. check out. Yeah, we heard from Rick. And you know what's funny? He sent me a Chuck-centric uh, voicemail also. And it's funny because he keeps dropping an S-bomb in it. And I was just like, should I edit this out or should I leave it in? Because <laughs> that's a family show. You know, there's no... Oh, for Chuck, yeah. Yeah, you know, not like on this show where we say heck all the time. Fiddlesticks. What the <laughs> heck are you talking about? By the way, how great a character is Phil Stubbs, though? I love Phil. Shave my poodle. What do you, <laughs> what do you, how do you feel about uh, Eli? I, like I Eli. love Eli. I've always loved Eli. It's so weird when Kenny just ups and leaves, isn't it? Just, it's kind of like, what just happened? That, uh, I still, I got emotional mo- recently whenever the episode with Eli and, uh, where um, Bobby Bacala from The Sopranos was his friend and took over Captain Eli's fish and chips. Oh, yeah. And he has to go back and uh, uh, try to fix it, but hesitantly because he's connected to a part of his life prior to his accident. It's a really emotional episode. Yeah, that episode is really good. And that's the is that the one where he wakes up and it shows his daily routine? His yeah. Routine? There yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's really good stuff. All right, let's check out our first voicemail with Adam. Hello, Entertainment Landfill crew. Adam Sexton here. 
It's been too long since I've sent you a voicemail. Too long since I've had a free Friday evening to sitting during a live chat. But both are happening this evening, and it's good to hear uh, you guys together again. So the big thing now is Season 2 of Daredevil, and I'm only on Episode 7 right now, but so far it's been fantastic. Uh, Seven episodes John uh, Bernthal, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, he's turned out to be an ideal Punisher, and I think so far Episode 3 is my favorite, specifically for the scenes in which he, uh, Daredevil and the Punisher are arguing their ideologies, and... Uh, I love uh, Elodie Young, who's playing Electra. She's only been in a couple of episodes so far, so I'm really digging it. Uh, so I wonder how I'll feel about it when I finish it this weekend. I'm definitely excited. I'm. I really enjoyed the epic Tool Academy seducing Cindy <laughs> mashup. I uh, I haven't watched a single episode of either of these shows, like Cake Boss. Oh, but the audio out, clips man. and the commentary <laughs> just effectively conjure up this imagery that I find appropriately horrifying. I, I love these reality show mashups. It's it's also like this great look back in the history of uh, your podcast, and I'm very curious as to what you want to make a mashup of next. Uh, I'm going to keep this episode on my phone because I think it welcomes uh, re-listens. By the way, Jason, don't feel bad that you didn't include the Keg Boss slash Prometheus trailer clip. I liked it, <laughs> but I think that compilation had more than enough content. I'll think. Uh, due to the heavy workload of the past two months, I've spent less time watching shows or films and more time with podcasts. And there's one I want to bring to your attention, assuming you haven't uh, listened to it or heard of it. I've, I've subscribed to Howl FM, which is the premium uh, streaming service that archives every show from Earwolf or Wolf Pop, like uh, WTF with Mark Marin, Comedy Bang Bang, Scarborough yeah. Country, and so on. And there's an exclusive series on there called The Franchise, which focuses on the Star Wars films and how the hosts feel about the series overall. They've just recently dropped like six episodes that's covered like the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. And uh, basically, it's just them talking about how they feel about those films and how the new film affects them or not. Really fascinating opinions and interpretations, and I highly recommend it. It's it's five dollars a month, but you do get a free week trial upon signing up. So I would uh, give that a shot. I finished Dying Light recently, including the following DLC, and it was a complete blast. I love driving around the countryside and running over zombies in my. Uh, Tricked up dune buggy. Yeah, uh, interesting ending as well. But I'm done with that massive game. Uh, so so I've started on The Witcher 3. It's freaking huge and beautiful and uh, more accessible than The Witcher 2, especially from a combat standpoint. I'm uh, looking forward to any thoughts you guys have on any of the recent VR game console announcements. Oh, I chatted with Jason it. about this the other <laughs> night, but the news about the PlayStation VR bummed me. The $400 price tag was expected, but the fact that you need a PlayStation camera, which is 60 bucks, and two Move controllers, I have no idea how, how much that costs. I'm assuming it that can cost as it. much as maybe yeah. 100 you, you to... You have to have those, do you? Uh, maybe yes. 130 oh, or whatever. Uh, add to that price tag to overall, and... I never wanted it, I never wanted an internet connected camera in my home, so I'm I'm good with just my console and controller for right now. So I'm passing on that. Also, Stephen, I'm curious on what progress you've made on your uh, 
Stephen King bibliography reading challenge, for <laughs> lack of a better term. Mm. So enough rambling from me. Good luck on tonight's show, guys. Check you later. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, what are you on, Stephen? I got stuck on Cujo, and I, I, I've started it like twice, and I need to start over again. It's a, You haven't reached that point where you're immersed into it? Right, right. Yeah, um, I, I've done that a few times. So, I mean, five, six books in? And Speak, my speaking of Stephen King, eleven twenty two sixty three's been really good. I've enjoyed that. Oh, you've been watching it? Oh yeah, every Monday when it. I don't know why they can't just give us all the episodes at once so I can binge watch it. But once all the episodes are done, you'll be able to binge watch it. So that might be the best time to watch it. Uh, but yeah, it's I, been great. So yeah, I've been lazy on reading. I haven't been uh, doing it like I had had been in the last you year. Allow yourself to skip around. Or are you trying no, to do No, I'm trying order? to do the novels in order. Yeah, I think you should switch wow. around. It might be easier to... But then at the I, end, you might have a stack of, like, ten books. You're like, I'm not interested in reading these. <laughs> it might be better to go in order, now that I think about it. But, should, but I know that a lot of this stuff connects. So I don't know if it, everything will connect chron- chronologically or not. I mean, I know there's books I've read in the past, you know. Are the Bachman books in there, too? Like uh, yeah. In order? I'll, I'll probably put them in there. Like, yeah, yeah. in the correct order or whatever? Yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, just while we're on the subject of Stephen King, are you guys trying not to think anything about the new Dark Tower movie that seems like it is happening? Yeah. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm letting yeah. it happen. I, I just want to say this. I'm not racist. That's the way I want to start the thing. Uh, I love Idris Elba. He's a fantastic actor. He was fantastic in The Wire again. You know, I always have to name drop The Wire. I just have never pictured him as Roland yeah. <laughs> the gunslinger. I, well, I mean, if you've if you've read all the books, Do you, you know what picture, Roland looks like. Does he yeah. look like Idris Elba? No. Could you maybe like... I, in the film, uh, one thing I just wondered: why not Matthew McConaughey, the gunslinger, and Idris Elba, the uh, the bad guy? You and know? it really it, it could you do that, it, Bill? Would that be better? It would work because uh, Randall Flagg is always changing his appearance. Right. I'm just hoping maybe they're. I don't know. It's hard for me. to... I mean, do I tell you on? what 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 Roland looks like? No, you I don't mean, have to. You've talked about this before, but. What I'm saying I mean, they, is, I mean, it's they tell you exact. I mean, but I, does it? What I'm saying is, when you see Idris Elba is cast as the gunslinger, does it really kind of hamper you getting any kind of excited for the film because it just seems like what kind of like that? Mm-hmm. It, it does it. No, no, no. It really, honestly, it doesn't for me because Idris Elba is such an fantastic actor yeah, i mean they really have to is. change one little element and I, you know what i'm talking about bill right mm-hmm. you've read it i mean steven you brought this exact thing up so i know it's really gonna bother you in the film because well, obviously said, if, if you cast the film you can't you gotta cast an actor right 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 so you can't they obviously have to drop that from the story but also, get this. Which is, I've read this. It's an important part of the story. Yeah. yeah but so you can't really. The, but for drop the movie it. adaptation, they are going to have to, aren't they? Unless they show. 
I don't know. Maybe he looks different in different worlds or something. I don't know. But anyway, okay, I mean, okay. I'll I yeah. Can, I could go along with that. I'll okay. buy that. Also, listen. Like to I said, this. I wasn't poo-pooing the idea. I guess. Okay, listen to this. the The movie will not be the gunslinger. Just so you know. Right. Right. It's going to be kind of. It could start in Wolves of the Kalan. I'm honestly thinking it's starting at the drawing of the three. They've said it's in the midst of things, and right. it'll be kind of like um, everything's already happened, and they'll kind of mention stuff that's happened. Okay, and it kind of sounds like from what from I don't know anything. I haven't read the screenplay or anything. But for our, the one guy in uh, on uh, Ain't It Cool News, kind of he's the the big dark tower guy. The script he read a long time ago by Akiva Goldsman, it was kind of the Wastelands, uh, kind of like a drawing of the three and the Wastelands combined. Right. And that's what the movie seemed like. If they're doing something like that, that's interesting or whatever. I mean, until there's a movie trailer, then I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing or something. But right. right now, I'm just like, dude, I got no feel for this shit at all. Right. I mean, like I said, if you're using Idris Elba... Like I said, you got to change. It's pretty major, but I mean, really, who says he has to be that color? You know, a, a black man in either world. And Stephen King doesn't seem to mind, but stuff like that is so shaky. Just like being in, so into books, and then they cast it, you know, and it's just like what or something. But like if that. they, and I think it kind of. You tell me, Bill. Um, if they showed Roland, it would kind of give it away. This, you know what I'm saying? True. True. That you really can't show Roland ever until ever? the end. <laughs> well, you have to. It's. It, it sounds like no. If, you, if they stuck to the book, all right. Well, yeah. what I'm this is, is what I, that's what I'm saying. Whatever you're referring to, is it like uh, a big fat Easter egg that? Stephen yes. King threw in the end? Yes. Okay, I mean, what can you do? You can't do anything about it. Right. Unless, okay, we know that, like, okay, I've read the first four books. I know that Roland is a descendant of King Arthur, right? Okay, yes. Arthur Eld? Yes. So, Idris Elba will be that. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Like Midworld or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying maybe Midworld and all that, uh, he appears different when it he has to, through it, whatever doors. Again, that's where I said, okay, I can buy that. But in the book, perhaps they. If you will, go literally to the book, he looks just like Black. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and they they could probably possibly still do that, but do it in a way where he doesn't look like that to everyone until a certain point or something. You know what I mean? I, I like again. I and so you have to speak so cryptically. Yeah, it's <laughs> without it, giving it away. When does that? That's why I'm just out, keeping though? my mouth shut because I can't do that. When I'm that, just. Bleh. When does the movie come out? What, and when, um, when does this Easter egg reveal happen in the books? The final one? Yeah, it's the final. Yeah. Is it the next to final one? No, I thought it was the final one. Final book. Okay, quickly, uh, on a scale of one 
to five, rate the books. Okay, not not the first four. I've read those. Okay, Wolves of the Cala. Um, it was a fun book. Bill, you also. I was not. I liked Wolves of the Cala only because of the way it ties back into Salem's Lot. Yeah, I mean. That was the biggest thing for me. The rest of it was just kind of eh. fluff. Okay, yeah. give me a star rating. Uh, I would give, that give it a three. Yeah, I would say three is generous. And what's the next one? Song for Susanna? Is that or is that I'd give that one? probably a two. I'd give that a two. Yeah, wow, that was brutal. That's not, that's not good. That okay. was brutal. What's the one after that? Um, there's like two more, right? No, I'm no, gonna have there's... to look up the dark. Yeah, cover. you have to look up the t- the the S- songs of Sudan is my least favorite. Okay, let's see. Went through the keyhole. Okay, we I've already read that. But uh, Wolves of the Cala, Dark Tower, Song of Susanna, and then the Dark Tower. Oh, there's right. just yeah. okay. The final book then. Uh, that one was really good. I liked that one. Is, okay. I, yeah, and that's that. You know what? It's so funny with the last one. It goes so off the rails uh, because it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, it's like I can't talk about I can't talk about where it it goes in the timelines it plays with. I remember I Laura mean, Laura saying that the song of Susanna was she said it's a really hard read. Is it just because what's I didn't think happening? it was a hard read? No, it's not a hard read. It's not, just boring. It's, it's yeah, boring. Yeah, that's what. I, okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it was hard to get through because she wasn't. It wasn't into all that it. interesting to me. Oh, that, that's so. Basically, okay. Basically, looking at this list, I have three books I could read. Right. It, I mean, when you look at, I've gotten the hard stuff out of the way. I mean, did you read Wind Through the Keyhole? Yeah, okay. I've read the first. Uh, if you include that, I've read five Dark Tower books, and I have three more. I could definitely do that, right? That's doable. And I even own Wolves of the Cow. Wolves of the Cow is a long is long. It's I mean, it's sitting on my bookshelf, and I've started it before, and then I was just kind of yeah, I'll get back to it later. Yeah, I'll get back to this in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I thought it was an an, an enjoyable read it's more uh it's probably the pulpiest of yeah. all of them right and i love uh salem's lot it's probably uh, out of the stephen king books i read i absolutely love salem's lot it's a fantastic book um i, I almost want to reread it sometimes because it's so good well and i think that's what that's why i enjoyed wolves of the Cala as much as i did was because of the connection to um shit his name just popped right Father out of my Callahan. head. Um, Damn it, Callahan. Yeah, Father Callahan. Thank you. Yeah, he was a great character in the books, too. I mean, in the first book. Uh, not the first book. The Salem, Salem plot. Yeah. But so, yeah, so I mean, I mean the, the big reveal is in the last <laughs> book. Of... Oh, pizza guy's there, Bill. No, the pizza guy came early. It's Natalie. <laughs> oh, okay. Why is he barking at Natalie? Oh, because he barks at everyone. Uh, Webster, knock it off. It's like, I don't remember you. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, the big reveal, which... You like want to you tell s- me so bad, yeah. don't you? No, 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 no. I don't want to I don't want to tell you. Well, looking at the Dark Tower 7, the Dark Tower, and the cover, he's right there on the cover. Well... Is that uh, misleading right there? Yes. Not... 
<laughs> not entirely. In a way, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Let me look at the cover. Oh. oh. <laughs> Where he's yeah. holding the rose or whatever? Yeah. So that's misleading and nothing like what you're talking about? No. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. can't stare at that picture all day and go, I know that's that looks what he like. looks like. He looks just like the guy from F Troop or whatever. <laughs> right. <know? laughs> he looks just like Clint Eastwood, but it's yeah. not Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Well, but there's a part in Drawing of the Three where... Uh, they they kind of mention... Eddie his, Dean uh, yeah. is staring at a movie poster. He's like, it kind of looks like him, but not quite. It's not him, but it almost looks like him kind of a thing. Remember that? Yeah, but that's... He, uh, when it's back when he's with his brother and stuff like that. But, okay, let me ask you this. Your favorite book out of all of them? Um... You too, Bill. The Wasteland. Um, the Wastelands by yeah, Stephen King. That's Just because be. of the world and uh, whenever they get... What's the, the, the city they go to? Lud. Lud. Lud, yeah. And Blaine the Monorail. Yeah, I'd go the Wastelands and then probably the last one would be the, I, my I love, top two. I love the way the Wastelands played with the real world, like... Over there, it's Blaine the monorail, but Jake in the other world, he sees Charlie the choo-choo. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was pretty awesome. See, and that's kind of what they do in the last book. It's a mirrored world, obvious, you know. Well, also, I, I, a lot of times... And New York is Lud. I will, I will go in... I will just start thinking about Drawing of the Three. Like, I'll replay it in my head. That was a great book. Right. Um, the, okay, the Odetta stuff was a little like, what the hell is going on with this That's thing? like, what, you know, Songs of Susanna is just like, it goes into her a right. little more than it needed, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that re- that book probably required a went through the keyhole size book. What so uh, Bill's favorite is the Wastelands. What was yours? Wastelands I like the Wastelands, and then probably the last book. I really like Wizard and Glass too. I read Wizard and Glass too many times to say it was my favorite. Oh really? Yeah. And they I, probably I all like require how... another read. Yeah. I, and and if you want to ask, I, I really did like went through the keyhole as a, yeah, yeah. a fun little side book. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and uh, I, I mean, think he said that if it strikes him he will write another one that's fit somewhere in there yeah um okay but yeah i mean just but you guys again, don't have me excited to read the last two books <laughs> like uh, wolves of the cala honestly is, past wizarding glass they get to be a bit of a slog right but the final but it's worth the, it to get to the final book the final book yeah. is good yes okay. yeah okay yeah songs of susanna's it's going to be a little do So should I just tell read. myself, Jason, you're going to read this in a week. Don't do anything else. Just get through this book kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Make it a, like a task I'm going to have to do. But, yeah, when you get to it and you'll go, oh, that's what they're talking about. Uh, that, that's, <laughs> you pretty much made it where that's going to that's all that's yeah. gonna be in my head while I'm reading it. I go, okay, what, what, is this the page that reveals it? Is this the page? Yeah, exactly. this place, even to just say it. Huh? Just say it. No, don't let say it. Let it out. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Remember, I love secrecy. I can't wait till I get to it. I've avoided spoilers to this series this long. I'm not going to have you ruin it. Yeah, true. 
That's so funny. But like you said, if you when you said you know it's like okay, you're just you don't have to you don't have to look the same in both worlds. Is what I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, with depending on how clever the writers are, right? They could work around it. And who's writing it? Um, I can't remember, but I know Akiva Goldsman is one of them. No. I don't trust anything Akiva Goldsman. <laughs> I honestly, I, 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 I see his no name idea. pop up on anything, and it's just like, Gugh. Bill. Until we see that trailer, I honestly don't know what the hell to think. Right. I mean, I love the idea of Matthew McConaughey as Randall Flagg. I think that's inspired casting. That's that is beyond inspired casting. That's but pitch perfect. It could the movie could be a total train wreck. I don't know. Are they gonna? Do they want it to be an entire series, or is it gonna be the entire? set of books in one movie or what which would be stupid that doubt, would be impossible i doubt they're going to do that just totally truncated where nothing makes sense <laughs> there's you know be speaking a- of akiva goldsman mm-hmm. just to go totally off the rails the other night or was it the other day natalie uh had on i think it was on sci-fi that angels and demons like one of those da vinci code movie book things that was that was so all over the place. What I was, was trying to... Now, now, hold on a second. Natalie, I'm not criticizing you for watching it well, because you were making fun of it, too. We were talking about Akiva Goldsman, and that's that's all I'm bringing up. Okay. <laughs> she gets... Tell sometimes her I criticize ju- things she watches. And we're it, not judging so, her. I'm not judging her. Yes, I'm not judging her. I was just saying that Akiva, Akiva Goldsman, as a writer... Um, I've never been impressed with anything that he's ever written. So I'm very leery of what comes of I the dark always, I always have to defend him at this point when you bring this up. He wrote some great episodes of Fringe. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It, it, it happens. And remember, you know? uh, I still say he... I don't know Akiva Goldsman or whatever. I've never even read an interview with him, but... Fringe is so uh, it's like he was doing the Dark Tower, you know. Right. So much yeah. of that was like it. So um, he might have been re- maybe re- he's been inspired and been right. waiting to do the Dark Tower his whole life. You know, is what I'm well, saying. Well, so, it's it's um, um I'll let it come to me. But Bill, I I have just as much trepidation as you do. I don't see how they could possibly make this work. I have no. I'm not. I have no hope is and you know what honestly even whenever stephen king says something is great it doesn't i mean still anything. it doesn't yeah. mean anything to me yeah. because stephen king has doesn't have the best track record when it comes to promoting uh he film or television adaptations of things all I have to say. <laughs> no, no i'm kidding i'm not gonna he's but a he great storyteller alcohol then i mean okay uh <laughs> stand by me fantastic shawshank redemption fantastic green mile the well, we're talking more Frank Darabont here. Yeah, Mist. The Mist totally effed me up, but it's a very well-made film. Again, we're just talking about Frank Darabont here. And they're going to make that into a series. Have you heard that? A Mist yeah. series? No. Why? Just well, leave it. You know what? One thing that's interesting, I don't know. Have you guys read 11-22-63? No. It's, it's I got halfway in. through it and then <laughs> listened to it the rest of the way. But I love the fact that in this diner in a closet... If you walk to the back of the closet, it keeps going in blackness. Then all of a sudden, you're there in the 1960. Like, you just appear. And I'm like, that's a thinny. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is a thinny. 
So there's a thinny in the guy's closet. And also, I wonder if there's any. I, I didn't notice it, but I wonder if there's any connections to the Dark Tower in it. There's got to be. There's a. a well, the, I don't know. The thinny is. I'm just going by the show, but as soon as he walks through, every time you walk through it, you're the exact same time, same minute. Every time, like if you come back and go back through, you arrive at the same time every time. And there's always this man standing there. He goes, you don't belong here. And you just kind of like have to run away from him. But I love that he every once in a while sees that guy again, just standing there somewhere and he's looking at him and it's like, who the hell is that guy? And he's watching him. And the most amazing thing about the show or um, it's in the book, too, is that time does not want you there. They know yeah. uh, time knows you're not supposed to be there. And in fact, if you come close to changing anything, time pushes back. Something happens to repel you away. Something keeps happening. So you have to always be aware. And I was thinking of like, how much more interesting would back to the future be if time Pushed knew back. that Marty didn't need to be there and would something would happen to cause him Maybe you could go through the movies and go, actually, time? Remember the, the, the lightning strikes and the tree falls and it's pulling the wire out or something, you know. But uh, yeah. I think that part of the that aspect of the show, that time doesn't want him to be here and he has to always be aware of his surroundings, is pretty cool that I haven't thought about time travel before. And that no matter how much you try to change, it still fights it. Oh, it definitely, yeah. It fights it and it doesn't want... Yeah, and Chris so, I mean, Cooper so, I mean, is fantastic. Again, with all by the his way. books are connected. You know, I've in the past, uh, like, yeah, he, if the talisman didn't happen, Tommyknockers didn't happen. Right. He puts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he even uh, there's. I know there's been some Easter eggs to Stephen King works in there. They mentioned Dairy Maine. Yeah. And somebody said there was an. They it mentioned reference. about a clown. There, there is a reference to it in there, but I, yeah. I wasn't. Like sure, I had to go back and read the, the reference because I didn't pick up on it as I was watching it. But I'd look out for stuff like that. Um, yeah, they mentioned Pennywise or seeing a clown in the sewer or something. I'm trying to think. I think the book that the one book that I read of uh, Kings that had the most connections to the Dark Tower had to be uh, um, Hearts in Atlantis. Yeah, I loved. I absolutely loved that book. All right, guys, I have another voicemail. Um, I, I love talking Stephen King with you guys and The Dark Tower. And I actually have to read these books so we could do some kind of show just talking about all of them. Maybe not. We don't have to individually cover the books, do we, Bill? No, we not at all. In fact, I think uh, some of the books could be blended into a single show. Like, we could we could easily blend, uh, uh, you know, Wolves of the Cow and Songs of Susanna into a single show. Yeah. yeah, and then you want to save the well, it is interesting. The Dark Tower for a... I never thought to ask you guys what you thought of the books, but uh, maybe I was too close to it a long time ago or whatever, but now I'm just like, I'm just curious what you thought of them. Uh, so, I'm not looking forward to Song of Susanna. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have not sold it to me. Well, you know what? She was never my favorite character to begin with. Did you, uh, yeah. did you like her as a character? That's my, That might be... Uh, I don't say I liked the, uh, her and Eddie together, but the stuff about her individual life, it's kind of like, okay, let's just get through this kind of thing, you know? So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Just what, what was left off with her, with you that you remember? Well, just, uh, they uh, <clears throat> the wastelands. 
the end of no no the end of uh, Wizarding Glass. They've left the city of Oz and they start walking, and that's the end of the book. Remember of Wizarding Glass. And then Winter the Keyhole picks up right after that, right? Yes, and remember uh, there when they. She so they had, were they were getting um, when they brought Jake over. Jake she had a over. tussle with a demon that right. I think did something to her, right? Which is mm-hmm. kind of like it hasn't really spelled it out, but it's like a okay. That's idiot. where I was trying to get. Oh to. yeah, yeah. That's I, why it wasn't. I didn't want to give it away. I know that something. That's kind of what Songs yeah. of Savannah is Savannah is about. The aftermath of that, right? And it's like Stephen Mordred. King. Stephen King is uh, hinting, but it's like, all right, I get it. I know something terrible has happened or is going to eventually happen. Right. Uh, but, you know, she's not – it's the thing where a character decides not to tell anybody. You know? Right. And it's like you really probably yeah, should. Yeah, they kind of over-investigate it in the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's uh, – obviously, he had that in the back of his head for a long time right, to tell right. that story. And then when he finally got there, maybe he stayed too long. Yeah. <laughs> It, uh, it uh, out. I mean, I don't mind that the story happened. It just, it's just like all right. It was way too dedicated to that. Okay. All right. Well, let's check out uh, our final voicemail. This one from Rick. Let's check it Rick. out. Where's he from? Hi guys, it's Rick. I'm at work again. Yeah. I was having a boring night, so I thought I would send a voicemail. What's been going on, guys? Uh, I don't really have a topic to talk about. I'm just trying to entertain myself and trying not to look like a weirdo. (laughs) Someone just drove past me and was looking at me. I didn't want to be talking to myself. Uh, what have I been watching lately, you asked? No, you didn't ask, but I'll tell you anyway. Attack on Titan. It's an anime. I don't know if you've ever seen it or if I've talked about it before, but I, I re-watched it with a friend. And that is a great series, Attack on Titan. I agree. Uh, 26 episodes. Stories wrapped up. Open for uh, more episodes. But if you, you you know about it, right? About the big freaking giants that are terrorising civilization, and they fly around on wires and cut them up with samurai swords, like box cutters. Yeah, it's a great, great fun show with lots of weird stuff constantly happening. And that's my cup of tea. There's lots of weird stuff happening. Anyway, uh, so Star Wars was great. Uh, I just can't remember if I've talked about Star Wars. I don't think I have. Okay, Star Wars... Sounds like he's problem driving a go-kart. And I really enjoyed it first off. I had a great time. Looking forward to the next one. But it failed to me. Now, I can't even remember if I've already sent this voicemail. It hasn't been played. So if it has, I feel 
really stupid. But my problem was the end. The Chewbacca walked straight past Leia. Alright, and Leia hugs Ray instead of Chewie. And for me, that just makes Chewie just a a dog. He's not a Wookiee anymore, he's just a dog. <laughs> just Han's dog and everything that Leia and Han experienced with Chewie was nothing because he was just a dog and she didn't go straight to Chewie and give him a massive hug that his best friend of over 30 years or however long it's just died hugs Ray, some nobody who's, I don't know, their their niece or whatever she's going to end up being. But why the hell didn't Chewie and her just collapse together on the ground crying? That made me, that just rubbed me the wrong way. Big furry puddle of tears. Such an enjoyable movie. That one little thing just ruin it for me but stuck out like a sore thumb so I was wondering if you guys noticed that I've only seen the movie once and I'm pretty sure my memory serves they didn't even look at each other as we walked past so what are your thoughts and I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> this was Rick from Australia. And if I've said all that shit before, it was probably because I was drunk and don't remember. All right. You definitely did it. Love you guys. Love you too, Rick. All right. Thank you, Rick. Uh, I can I can assure you we did not receive a, a, a different Star Wars voicemail <laughs> from you. But you know what? I think a lot of people notice that in Star Wars. I, yeah. I didn't. I saw it twice. Didn't even think about it until this week, whenever or last week, whenever the story came out that uh, JJ uh, messed up, owned up, and he said that he messed up. Yeah, well, it I, it is awkward because Chewie and Leia have a rapport. They both love Han, and he walks right by her. Maybe I mean, it was too hard for him right then in that moment. It, even, it was still it, too raw. Well, if it was, they should have had her reach out to grab his arm and he sh- pulled away or something. Just any kind of body language. But it's more like, I have no idea who you are and I keep going. But also, or even do this. She, he tries to walk by her. She grabs him and pulls him into her. Then they hug. And, dude, yeah. I'm telling you, there wouldn't be a dry eye oh, yeah. in the house if they did that. But not only that, Ray is awkwardly standing there watching and Leia grabs her and pulls her into the hug. Triple hug. Everyone would have been crying. Really? Don't you <laughs> yeah. guys agree? If they would have yeah, absolutely. Like that? Sure. So that that moment, yeah. Or they could have done this. This is darker. Chewie tries to walk by Leia. She reaches out to grab him. He goes, like, kind yeah. of like, and she's like, holy shit. He does not need consoling right now. He wants to be alone. He's and angry. they just show him kind of sit down like, like he's really like just messed up over his friend dying. That would have been shocking, you know? Yeah. They yeah. could have even done that. Or not only that, he goes, Rah! he slashes Leia on the jugular. Kills, she kills her right death. there. Just She's dead. Join Han, bitch. And, uh, <laughs> Ray 
pulls out the saber, kills Chewie. Kills Chewie. Yeah, Just ultra dark, up. dark, dark ending. Yeah, and then fade to black. At the very end, she shows up. Luke's there, and she goes to hand him the saber, ignites it, chops his head off. <laughs> Original characters all dead. <laughs> End of series. And then no, she they walks just down to the up ship. from wherever they wanted to go. She walks down to the ship and uh, kills R two. Also, and she goes, Darth Vader can kiss my <laughs> But yeah, but no, I that yeah. Basically, I have no problem with the film, but that part, it was like, dude, uh, come on. We need a hug there, and then we can all go, <laughs> Which, by the way, you know, I've only, the other night, Heather had never seen uh, Inside Out. Have you seen it yet? No. Inside God. And oh, so my God. Heather, Emma, and I were sitting on the couch, lights off. I was sobbing. I was yeah. Like, yeah. My nose had <laughs> snot all in it. I had to get I was answer. a mess. <laughs> And, you know, I was just, oh, man, that movie kicks my ass. Yeah. Than, if I need a good cry, I just know to put that movie on uh, because it makes me just, I even started making, like, I don't see my face, but I know I'm making the, I'm making the ugly cry face. Like, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. it's just like, ah, oh, dude, ch- chill out. Uh, <laughs> like oh ugly cry face <laughs> I've, I've got like one movie that kind of gets me tearied up like that what is it is a uh, big fish big fish oh yeah oh yeah that's another one yeah that one at the end just kind of is like oh. i think inside out's that movie for me i remember working with this lady her name is i haven't Kathy. seen it yet so as it gets me i'm getting you <laughs> <laughs> well mj designs she would talk about how uh um, Frosty the Snowman, that cartoon they show every Christmas time. Yeah, she starts crying. She when he and I go, what do you mean? What part? She goes, well, when he he melts at the end and then he comes back because there's Christmas stuff, and you, all of a sudden you see tears start. I was like, okay, you don't have to tell me anyway. <laughs> but it's like when Frosty the Snowman melts, she loses it. But Santa brings him back with Christmas snow. Yeah. He's seasonal, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all in the hat. His his essence is in the hat. So but it was funny. The next morning, I was telling Heather, it's just that part with. You know, I want you to see the film without knowing anything about it. But that one character, when this, and I started like, and then this, and I'm like, starting to lose it again. I could just be an talking actor. about it. Yeah, I could be an actor if I cry in a scene. I was just like, okay, let me think about Does it. Does it involve a friend of imaginary substance? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that destroyed me. But even the Michael G. Aquino score, when I hear, and I'm almost like, <laughs> even the music affects me. Like it makes me start crying. Uh, that movie is unbelievable. It's very therapeutic. Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I remember when Natalie and I went to see it. It was. I felt like I had just been through a therapy session. Yeah, I remember asking uh, Heather's mom, uh, Lee. I go, Hey, did you see Inside Out? Yeah. Did you cry? No. You didn't cry in that movie. Because no. she has no soul. It's like, what are you, a freaking cyborg? You're a robot or something? I think, uh, like, with Big Fish, I think you have to have had kind of like that distanced dad. Well, yeah. it. You know. Uh, certain films affect certain people because of it's it hits, strikes a chord yeah. with you and your life or some part of your life. 
And that's why some things may touch some people a certain way and some things won't. Like, uh, you know, whatever. For As a kid, many times, I'm telling you that we changed schools probably every year in my early years of school. I was always the new kid in school. I can definitely identify with that shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll never forget, like, I had this James Bond watch my dad got me at a flea market. And you turn the alarm on, it goes, you know, I thought it was so cool. You know, it's got a James Bond watch. I'll never forget my first day. It was my dad uh, moved us back to Texas from Redondo Beach because he was divorcing uh, his wife at the time. And uh, I started seventh grade, middle of the year, Meadowbrook Middle School here in Fort Worth. And I'm sitting, I'm the new kid in class. And some kid goes, James Bond watch, what's that do? Squirt piss out the side. And I'm oh, like, God. I'm just looking. I'm like, what? I mean, the first thing a kid says to me is yeah. that. And it's just like, welcome to the school, Jason. It's going <laughs> to suck. You know? And I remember the number yes. one thing that they talked about at that school was wrestling and Michael Jackson's thriller. That was like the, the big height and popularity there. You know? <laughs> And I was just like, I want to go back to California. But yeah, I, I don't blame you. But, like, yeah, because that... James Bond's watch always squirted piss on everybody. <laughs> well, but yeah. that's what's If funny. you could have been a wise-ass back then... Yeah, you're... I just ignored him. But uh, also, I remember my dad you know, had to get a school clothes, and he was a single parent. He got me these... Uh, of course, Kmart was the place you go to get clothes, right? So I had Kmart clothes, and it had polo shirts, but it's not... A polo guy. Right. It's like a different horse character or whatever. It's a, it's a Kmart. It's a horse without a polo player on him And I remember a kid something. going, nice backwards polo. And I didn't know what the hell a polo was. And I was like, backwards mm-hmm. polo? What the hell? You know, what is he talking about? And all of a sudden, I was so embarrassed, I didn't want to wear that shirt anymore <laughs> to school. But that's inside out is about how these memories become core memories that stick with you the rest of your life. And that squirting piss out the side of your watch became a core memory <laughs> that I can never forget it because it's oh, a shithead to me. And for some reason, my brain won't just dump it because I don't need the memory anymore. You know what I mean? Yes. So anyway, if you ever see that kid, give him a punch <laughs> in the face for me. Okay, Steven? Maybe I'll just piss on him. <laughs> <laughs> I just what I would have loved is yeah it does. And he's like ah he squirted piss at me from his watch. That's a James Bond watch obviously would do that right. Glad you noticed so I could do James, it. James Bond was famous for squirting piss at people. <laughs> but you know kids are assholes especially to the new kid. Am I right? Oh right, yeah. I I went through that so many times and then to go through it at a Christian school. Where you know you not only were the, the the new kid that you didn't also didn't go to that church or didn't share their beliefs, so it was extra ostracizing. Yikes! That was yeah, that was bad. Nice crucifix, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> compels you. Jesus doesn't love you as much as he loves me. Such a tiny cross. That's, I love that's, Jesus. That's exactly more. what it was. My entire time I was there, and Jesus doesn't love you as much as he loves me. Jesus doesn't have love a bigger Kmart clothes. I've got a bigger <laughs> cross on my neck than you do. My my Bible's a hundred dollars. Yours is ten. You know, was... 
What does that say, Gideon? Did you steal it from a hotel room? Well, yeah, actually, I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> cheaper. Well, that's all we got in the show. Bill, do you want to do DVDs or you know? Look and see what's going. Let me let me bring that shit up, yo. Yeah, we got we've pretty much covered everything. So, you know, Bill, it sucked. It's been raining all week, and I've been on clean baby off of the towel duty. Uh, Every time she comes back in the house. Oh man. But I've got her trained where all I got to do is stand over her with a towel and she'll lay down and expose her belly to me where I can clean her off. There you go. All right. Let's sort this shit by title. All right. Now I got another dog coughing his head off. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. DVDs. Wait, yeah, Bill, I got them. We, we got to play the DVD song. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. All right, let's do it. Stevie, want to do some DVDs? Let's do it. Do you remember the lyrics? I think I do. All right, let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, the DVDs, everybody! God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Bill, what do we have in the DVDs this week? All right, DVDs for March 22nd, 2016, starting off with... Yeah, let's do this one. Oh, my God, I remember this one. Breaker, Breaker. Uh, oh, truck driver searches for his brother who's disappeared in a town run by corrupt judge. Oh. In fact, I think Rift Tracks covered this one. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's a Chuck Norris uh, flick. Really awful, special Chuck, kind of awful. Chuck Norris made a lot of shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more shit than than anything else. All right, next we have City Lights, the Charlie Chaplin film on Criterion. Um, hmm. I wonder if I own that one on Blu-ray. Or, I mean, on uh, DVD. I thought I picked them all up, but I might not own this one. Always. I, I think this is, I'm trying to remember which one this one is. Tramp makes two friends, one eccentric millionaire, one with a, oh, with a serious drinking problem. No, it's I don't the, think I've ever seen it, City Lights. It's the silent one. Yeah. Okay, then, uh, yeah, I'm, I haven't seen this one, then. <laughs> uh, next on Blu-ray, no, because I, people have been uh... asking for it for years, Dana Carvey's Clean Slate. All right. Rusty. <laughs> I, that is the one thing I quote from that movie to this day when he's talking to the dog, trying to remember the dog's name. And he goes, Rusty. <laughs> why do I remember? Core memory. I don't know why. I remember seeing this one in the theater. Uh, so that's, and it had uh, Valeria Galino, the girl. And I think that's why, oh God, that's creepy. All right, Jeff. That's why I saw it in the theater with my dad, because he had an obsession with her. She was a gorgeous woman. Like, that's all I had to say was Valeria Galino was in something. He was like, let's go see it. It's got to be good. Remember, like, her in, like, uh, Hutch. Um, Rain Man or... 
Yeah, Rain pee- Man. Big Top Pee-wee or... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your face. Clean off. <sighs> okay. All right, next we have uh, the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg film, No One Saw, Daddy's Home. Oh, excellent. Steven, you've seen that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Steven never misses a Will Ferrell film. Yes. Throw uh, a warning shot into his bulbous ass. <laughs> Shout Factory has decided to release disturbing behavior on Blu-ray. And I've watched that movie way too many times for... <laughs> mac and cheese. Yum. Mac and cheese. Yum. Ask your mommy for it and be sure to say please. Ahoy. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. I always have some with me when I'm sailing the seas. Shiver me ten bags. There she goes. <laughs> mac and cheese makes me feel good from my head to my toes. Okay, that's the Will Ferrell drops there. <laughs> I'm so sorry, yeah, I think everyone remembers disturbing behavior. Disturbing behavior with uh, Katie Holmes. Oh yes, and also remember, I just remember the flagpole sit a song was big. Yeah, yeah, that's disturbing. That was Paranoia, a big song. Somebody's coming to get me. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Katie Holmes is so cute back then, wasn't she? Oh, my God. You know what's funny is they recently... It used to be on Netflix, but now Dawson's Creek is on Hulu. Right. And just for the hell of it, I was like... Because on Netflix, they replaced the the theme music. You know, they replaced all the music pretty much, Bill. Right. And yeah. it's just terrible. And so I checked to see... I watched... I, I just put on the first episode of the final season to see... And it's the uh, the replacement theme song, but just seeing how young Katie Holmes looked in that, and uh, remember, I was much younger when that show came out, so it wasn't that pervy. But um, the show just looked terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, how much did they spend on this show? Because it didn't look good. Remember, they had Jack Osborne for like at a guest spot. Oh my god. Yeah, That's just sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Fear the Walking Dead, the complete first season on DVD and Blu-ray. Awesome. I never watched it. Never watched it. Uh, here's a cool release for... Ooh, Jesus, started ahead. Uh, Freaks and Geeks on Blu-ray from Shout Factory. Wow, really? Yeah. It's on Netflix, so it's cheaper. Uh, oh, well, that's... Which kind of freaks me out. Yeah, I guess there's no reason to buy it then. That's a fantastic show, and it's the kind of thing where if you binge watch it, like on Netflix, there's so few episodes as you get close to it being time for it to end. It's just like, no, there should have been more! <laughs> it's yeah. like depressing that that show got canceled. It's like... There's certain shows that, you know, got canceled in one season or whatever. That is absolutely criminal that that show was canceled. They should have found a way. And it had yeah. Seth Rogen, James Franco, uh, other people. I can't remember right now, but it had a lot of actors that went on to great things. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Some other people. Uh, Mark Starr. 
Yeah, Martin Starr. Yeah, he's great in a lot of things. And also, um, Undeclared, also a Judd Apatow show. Yeah. Only got one season on Fox, and I love that show. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Um, next, we have The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 2. All right. So finally, that thing gets released to wrap it up. I, so I know Natalie wanted to see it. And uh, we never went to the theater to see it. So she'll be happy to hear that's out. Haven't seen any of the other ones after. I saw the first film, and that's the only one I've seen. I think that's bad because I'm sure hungry. Um, Yeah, I think I saw the first two. I do think it's funny that whatever series it is, Hunger Games, Harry Potter, they got to take the last book and make it two movies. Yeah, of course. Because well, they got to so, stretch Someone's out not in their bed anymore. For cash money, you know? I ate green berets for breakfast. <laughs> right now, I'm very hungry. There is a funny, you know, those guys drive me crazy from time to time. Like, I hated their, uh, um, um, uh, 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 <laughs> wow Steven yeah. yeah yeah oh they did a Scott Pilgrim thing the guys who do the 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 trailers what is it called the the real trailers yeah the real what is it oh yeah uh, you know who I'm talking about right yeah they did a hilarious Walking Dead one recently I hated their Scott Pilgrim one but they did one for the Hunger Games and uh I watched it even though I haven't watched the films and they basically oh uh honest trailers that's what it is the honest yeah. trailers people and it said well at least you know at least she set out and did what she wanted to accomplish which was to save her sister from the hunger games she's still alive and then it shows the sister go <laughs> blow up and they go oh wait never mind <laughs> so there's like no point to any of it <laughs> wow they just that's, that's funny. they just cut the uh, batman v superman into a romantic trailer. <laughs> oh, a romantic movie between I've, Batman and Superman. <laughs> yeah, I saw a link to it, but I haven't watched it yet. I did. That's awesome. But the, I love the Walking Dead one. They kept talking about, and lots of walking. Oh, my favorite. And straddle punching. And it's always someone over someone. Yeah. Going, dish, dish, dish. And they cut to multiple <laughs> characters. And I'm like, holy shit, there is a lot of straddle yeah. punching in that show. It happens over and over again. And uh, the other one is like people asking questions, lots of talking. And it, you realize like, okay, we got to string this shit out, guys. Let's just keep talking about <laughs> stuff and let's have a talk. All right, Bill, what else we got? Um, well, there's Lost Girl season five and six on Blu-ray. All right, Lost Girl. Um, I also watched the first season of that show, and I feel like I should have kept watching it. I really liked it. <laughs> I enjoyed the first season, just like you, and we never caught up to it. I think we watched season. I think we watched episode one of season two, and we're like, eh, we'll get back to it. Maybe like twenty episodes stacked up on the DVR. Eh, we'll catch it later. Delete. You know. I think it's hmm. on Netflix, or at least it was for a while. Yeah, I just know that they're advertising the final season now on Sci-Fi um, incessantly. Yeah. Which, by the way, and, the, the magician, sorry. Stephen, do you watch that? I or Bill, you watching. referenced it, right? 
Yeah, uh, Natalie started watching it, and I'll catch myself watching it out of the corner of my eye and then get pulled into it. Um, I'm a black I, girl. I think it's really good. What, what I watched of it, there were a couple episodes where I just stopped doing what I was doing because I had to con- continue watching it. Yeah, I, I want to watch it. Uh-huh. You didn't say the magic word. And that's Blu-rays for this week. All right, Bill. Thank you for doing the uh, Blu-ray DVDs uh, this week. You're welcome. And the streaming, all that. No, we need to do, and this week on Netflix, Daredevil Season 2. And you guys can't forget, do you guys know what else is on uh, Netflix starting today? Starting today? No. It's really cool. I don't know. There's something you could share with the rest of us and make Oh, the new big, the new uh, uh, Pee Wee movie. Vacation or something. Pee Wee's big vacation. vacation. No, what, what is it called? Pee Wee's. Pee Wee's adventure time. Pee Wee takes a vacation. Yeah, something like that. Pee Wee takes an adventure vacation. Pee Wee's big holiday. <laughs> Pee Wee's big holiday. Yeah. Yeah. And I've read some good reviews of it, and I read some other reviews were like, fans of the Saturday morning show are not going to like this. I'm like, what? God, people just... Really? Somebody connected it to... (laughs) And it's funny, just just everything... I'm becoming a grumpy old man, basically, and uh, (laughs) HitFix had an article that said... We're going to tell you whether you should watch Daredevil Season 2 or not. And I'm like, and I don't need two. your opinion, yeah. asshole. I know to watch it myself. I don't need to. Oh, wait. Let's see what this dick thinks of it first before I can watch it. Thank you for your validation. The thing I hate most, though, is when somebody reviews something and you see someone go, oh, that's a shame. I was really looking forward to that. No, you can still look forward to it. It doesn't mean this dick has the same opinion as you. Yeah. I hate when people say that shit. Can we review reviewers? Like, Steven, if you <laughs> tell me you hate a movie or something, I'm not going to be like, oh, I guess I shouldn't bother watching it now. You know, I'm going to form my own opinion. Yeah. And I'll be like, Steven's crazy. Or I'll be like, oh, Steven was right. But in no way am I going to, is it going to deter me, you know? Yeah, yeah. you may have slightly different tastes than me. Yeah, like, if I, like, I would never ask you, Steven, how about that new Will Ferrell movie? Is it pretty good? You're going to tell me it sucked, right? No right. matter what it is. Right? Maybe. Like, I thought Anchorman 2 was fantastic. What about you, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. I just oh, I keep going on rants. What is my deal? I think after when we haven't done a show Grumpy in a long old time, man syndrome. I get all, all sorts of rants. And, Bill, did you ever watch that trailer I sent you? Which one? It's called... Uh, the brainwashing of my dad. No, I didn't. There's this documentary called "The Brainwashing of My Dad." Is it about and Facebook and elderly? It's no. It's about her dad. Used to be this very sweet guy, very loving, and then he started listening to Rush Limbaugh. Oh my god! Fox News. He start. He and it talks about how he slowly became a, a racist. And a liberal hating anger monster. <laughs> wow. And, and basically they had to unplug him to get him back to normal. But he 
he was fed by the machine. He got the email updates. He was always getting angry and saying, oh, you know, what's Hillary doing this time or something? But it's basically the documentary is about that. And I sent it to my dad to be funny. He was like, very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'll never forget when my dad came and house sat for us when we were out of town and he had to watch baby. He was like, I can't find Fox News on your uh, guide. And I was like, that's because it's not on our guide. We removed it where you don't even see it. And he started Oh, my laughing. gosh. That's brilliant. He was like, that's funny. He was like, but seriously, how, what channel is it? And Heather's like, you can't watch it in our house. Like, just <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you taint our box. I was like, do you seriously want to watch Fox News? He goes, I find it amusing. And I was like, all right. And I called oh, yeah. up. No, no, he doesn't. I put it on the guide, and I go, uh, you know, knock yourself out, Dan. But that's uh, just check it out. Uh, it's just Google the brainwashing of my dad. I thought it was hilarious. My dad immediately got defensive. <laughs> when I it to him. And he goes, you have to understand, people from my generation. No, 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 Dad. I just wanted you to watch the trailer, and I thought it was funny. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. But I love my dad, but I don't want to talk about politics with anyone ever. It's my least favorite subject. It's not a subject yeah, I ever want to talk about. Yeah, it just, it's a black hole. It's a vortex, right? It's a white hole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. Anytime you can work in a red dwarf forever. Yes. <laughs> I love I just dug out all my DVDs. So, so uh, what is it? <laughs> it's a white hole. <laughs> But, uh, Bill, maybe – I don't know if your dad watches Fox News at all. No, he doesn't need to. All his Facebook friends do. So what is it? You de- definitely need to check out that trailer because it's very amusing. Luckily, all my dad does is watch baseball and USA Network. Baseball? Yeah. Oh, I never knew you liked that. Oh, my God, yeah. It's irritating how much he likes it. Yeah, Ken, I just wanted to say to you that – Nowhere in Mulberry, Entertainment Landfill, it's a political safe zone. We will never talk about any of that. That's the most I will right there just because the trailer amused me. But the we don't have to acknowledge anything like that. Like, I was in line at Target, and the people in front of me, I could hear me like, Hey, did you hear about what Trump did this time? And I'm like, No! Can I get away from this shit? I don't want to hear your line conversation to buy my Skittles. Okay? I could just put the skills back in. No, I need them now. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, now I actually need a sugar rush to get this but shit that, out of my head. I, you can't go to the store without earbuds. I have to have them in my ears so I can disconnect from reality. See, I, 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 I guess people. I've worked in hospitals long enough that I've learned how to block things out because you, there are things you don't want to see or pay attention to. Oh, I, I can. So imagine. I mean, I've, I've. There's certain thing, 90% I can probably tune out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I could walk right next to you. You'd be talking to me, and I'd be like, oh, did you say something? <laughs> yeah. You oh. know what you're in? You're in your mind palace, Steve. Yes. Mm. Like, I was I was like, hey, Heather, you know how sometimes I stare off into space, and you're like, Jason. I'm like, huh? I'm in my mind palace, aren't I? Whenever people space off, mm-hmm. like, Sherlock, he can do it for like a whole day and just be in his mind, but we do it for just a few seconds, right? Yes. All right, Stephen. Hello. Oh, you were just in it again. Huh? Right? What? Oh, yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh. Bill. Bill, you there? Huh? Oh, oh, uh, Bill. 
You were in your mind palace just now. Sorry, I was just reading an article about Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I want to. What's going on with the way of the master right now? I, I don't know, but he doesn't care if someone in Hollywood despises his conservative values. You smart. <laughs> <laughs> I despise your conservative values. I don't care. <laughs> it's like. I'm an asshole. You, I don't care. You ruin growing pains with your conservative Christian agenda. Well, <laughs> I'll never forget. The one thing I do curse him for is that he got the, what was that? Julie McCullough. She was like, had yeah, the hot playboy. playboy girl. She was this cute girl. She was on growing pains. He got her fired. When he found out she was a very Playboy. Christian of him to do that. Yeah. He, He's went, very loving. He's accepting <laughs> of all. Jerk. Couldn't find it in his heart to forgive, could he? Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Bill, thank you for doing the DVDs this week. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And Boom goes the dynamite. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the show. This was ETL Daily episode 29. So we're the next episode will be a nice... 30, Stephen. Nice round number. Yeah, nice round number. How cool is that? So, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you would, go to nimpodcast.blogspot.com. There you can find links to uh, different things, such as Bill, Stephen, and I on Twitter. You could also find a link to, um, what is it called? The uh, Entertainment Landfill Fan Club on Facebook, where that's where you can reach us, right? Yes. uh, Yeah. Play something there, we'll see it. That's our hub, as it were. Also, um, are we getting ready for the grand opening, right? Of uh, <laughs> cake, cake uh, Bill and oh Dallas. yeah, is that tomorrow? They're you going? Carlos Bakery. Yeah, is that tomorrow? Next week, the eighteenth. Or wait, tomorrow's the eighteenth, right? No, tomorrow's the nineteenth. Today's the eighteenth. Tomorrow, yeah, it's the nineteenth. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I know this shit more than you do. I just posted it. I was like going, my dates are off because I. Hey, buddy's looking at you weird. What's his problem? Yeah, I don't know, buddy, but uh, he's gonna he's gonna go check you out over in uh, Carlos Bakery. <laughs> what is he doing here? The lines he's are just gonna be welcome. insane. You know it, right? <laughs> I only want cupcakes made with brown water. Go downstairs, Mary. <laughs> Will they bring Mary? You know what's so funny? Because uh, uh, Adam referenced that. When I I listened to, I was, you know, doing, you know, a com- compilation or whatever. But anyway, I found that Cake Boss Prometheus intro. And I was like, whoa, how did I forget about this? Oh, shit. This would have been perfect. It could have been in the <laughs> intro or something. Uh, and it blew me away. Like, I didn't even remember doing it. It was like a stranger did it or something. <laughs> and uh, I was like, dude, this is perfect. I was actually admiring uh, that I did it, even though I don't remember it at all. <laughs> Do you guys remember it? I don't know if you guys. You no, I don't remember it. After I mentioned it. Uh, I'm trying to remember which episode it was. 
now. Uh, I think I posted it in, in the Facebook. But re- you guys remember that Prometheus trailer where it was like, Brawn! Yeah. Brawn! And, you know, the, all the major bomb stuff's going on. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, dude, that at the time, I was like, that would be perfect to work in Buddy from Cake Plus. <laughs> uh, don't ask me how seeing the Prometheus trailer was like, yeah, Cake Plus. <laughs> but for somehow it did. I think it was, ep- was it episode 254, Stephen? Okay. Just say yes. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes. You gotta get out of the way. You gotta go to the side. You gotta go to the side. Did you do? Thick and fudgy. is basically refrigerated. <laughs> if you leave it running, it's, you know, refrigerated box truck. It'll be cold in there. Please! Bada-bing. Get in the truck. Go <laughs> 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 downstairs, Mary. And that was the... Uh, get in truck. <laughs> get in truck. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god, it brought me back just hearing that. Oh, uh, good stuff. I guess something died inside me where I am not that motivated by Cake Boss anymore. <laughs> but what am I saying? I did that uh, eight-hour uh, mashup yeah. or whatever. Unfortunately, you know the Tool Academy seducing Cindy one wasn't as long. Burn that to a CD and go give it to Buddy. <laughs> Mm. I want you to listen to this. Hey, give this a listen. He's like, I know who yous are. <laughs> you you are boys. banned from Carlos Bakery. <laughs> Don't let them enter. But, uh, guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to the show. It was great to catch up with Bill and Steven. Hey, guys. Hey. So, so great to catch up with you. Um, and uh, I love talking film, television, and pop culture with you, and gaming, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm excited to meet up with you again for our 30th ETL Daily. It should be wicked awesome, you know? And uh, for if you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash landfill, and I want to thank all of our patrons. Uh, I just looked recently at Patreon, and they changed the, way, the look of everything, and I was like, dude, whoa! Uh, but... Uh, all of our patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. And it will ensure that we keep doing the show. And um, anybody who is listening, I, I appreciate if you're listening to the Chuck Series Companion. I'll try to do a new episode uh, next week. Um, but uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And Bill and Steven, thank you for being here. And I can't wait to do more shows. <laughs> so, uh See you next time, guys. See you later. Later days, man. Later. Uh, uh, Foggy, cue up some music. Come on. Uh, we got. We need something. Foggy's to... been slacking lately. Mm. He's rusty. Perfect music for it. It's also Foggy's iPod music right there.
I want to do that. Okay, Google, what song is this? <laughs> somebody Shazam this for me? <laughs> I always love when it slows down. <laughs> You know what? I remember the video. There's like a video that goes with this song, and it's like an old 50s of people dancing, like at a party, and this music is over. It's like black and white footage of people dancing, like really weird. Oh my god, (laughs) that's so gross. (laughs) It's titled Burp Death Metal. I don't know how anyone would do this, dude. I pictured a big, like, type of grimace type creature, but really gross, like, would be in war or something. You've seen the, the, the metal band Max Sabbath? No. Oh, dude, that was beautiful. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, uh, thanks, Adam, for checking out the show, man. Check you guys later. Awesome. with me when I'm sailing the seas. Shiver me timbers. There she blows. Mac and cheese makes me feel good from my head to my toes. Hey, why don't you kids shut the hell up, okay? Hey, you keep trying.